What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the True Shot Guest Bob Podcast. As you can see by the title of the uh, podcast here, we got Tyler Small, one of two, I guess you would say, lead vocalists of the band Saving Vice. Now, Saving Vice is a band from Vermont. Uh, they're from, you know, our neck of the woods, no pun intended, considering that there's trees everywhere here. Uh, but I really wanted to talk to Tyler. Uh, you know, Saving Vice, uh, you know, for our local area is one of the bigger bands um and uh, we were actually supposed to play with them prior to covid hitting uh that was going to be our first show ever playing with them so this was really my first introduction to tyler and talking to him other than you know facebook comments and stuff like that and you know doing reactions to their music and whatnot so it was really cool to sit here and talk with tyler for well over two hours here and uh, i thought a lot of really cool stuff came out of this conversation i hope you think so as well so i'll be quiet and let's get into the interview with Tyler Small. Tyler Small, how are you, sir? I am. Mr. Goth Snape, how are you? (laughs) I'm pretty good, Ray. How are you? Uh, not doing bad, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. So, for every for anybody who's like, you know, confused. Number one, you probably know that I sound like Ray Romano at this point. I mean, I get it in our YouTube comments all the time. But Tyler here, who is uh, one of the vocalists for Saving Vice, he was telling me that he gets uh, comments that he looks like a goth Snape, um, which I love. I, I just or, or I, Kylo Ren or Kylo Ren. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's actually it's it's funny because when you said it, I you know because the way that your hair is for those of you that are listening on audio, it comes down on the sides, and it's like that is such a Snape haircut. But I also oh, I well, 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 well it, I used to like a year or so ago, it was down to my shoulders and it was all black, so it was oh. like I really looked like Kylo Ren or like yeah. a like a high school Snape. It was a <laughs> high school Snape. Yeah, so. I know. I was just like, I guess I'll just like embrace it because like a lot of people really like. He's definitely one of the better characters. So, yeah. yeah. And Alan Rickman was the G. So. Yeah, he he R. passed R. away. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, hey, it's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I wonder. Are they? I've seen some rumors online about them, like kind of bringing back Harry Potter in like some kind of way. I don't, I don't know. What do you know any of the late? Because I know that you're more of a Marvel guy, which we'll touch yeah, on that, of course. But I, I read the, I read all the books when I was younger, but um, like I never even read the last book. That was the one. That was like the oh, one okay. book that I saw the movie, but I never read the book because like I'd kind of gotten out of the phase by then. Like, and I really liked the books and like you know, the movies are okay. I just felt like the movies never really lived up to the books and I didn't really care. So I, I, but I was never into like, like the fandom of Harry Potter. Like, I just don't care about like wizards with little wands. Like, it's just not cool to me. Like, it's not my, it's just not my thing. You don't don't want to play Quidditch? I love Doctor. Like, I like, this is my wizard. Oh, oh, okay. That's, uh, yeah. uh, um, oh my God. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. And of course I got my, my, my bad girl. You know, I got that, Scarlet Witch. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's those are my those are my uh, that's my sorcery that I'm into, right there. Nice. <laughs> no, that's that's funny because so Harry Potter, like when I was when I was a kid, I uh, I had a friend who lived down the street from me, and I went to his house all the time because my house was not an enjoyable place to grow up in, so that was kind of like my getaway, so to speak. And uh, during one summer, 
um, his mom kind of set us up like a uh, like a summer camp kind of thing, but it was Harry Potter based. So we would wake up every morning, and there was owls down in the basement with like little like scrolls for us to read for for our tasks for the day. Wait, this is like someone's mom just did yeah, this for you? Yeah, and it was that's like uh, the coolest shit I've ever heard. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, and it was called like um, I can't remember it. Was, he, like there was like Hogwarts witchcraft and wizardry, but it was something uh, um, something in lizardry or something. But she renamed it, and it was it was a cool concept. Like we we went to like this field down the street and like dueled each other, and like the way that we got a point or hit our opponent was if we got a capital for a state correct. It was a good time. She was very creative. Yeah, that's like I feel like uh, that's that that's like ten out of ten parenting right there. Oh, she was she was awesome. It was she was um she was able to because there was like she had like three of her own kids and then there was like me and a couple other stragglers and so she was able to like control like seven kids at a time. I don't know how, but God bless her. You know, that's <laughs> because well, it's, it's when you when you know when you can think like a kid that kids respect you exactly that's so true that is so so true um so getting back to saving vice real quick uh because obviously people here are probably aware that you're in saving vice with their watches but if not you are so when so i'm kind of a little fuzzy on how you guys kind of came together because you're technically not an original member so to speak is that fair or yeah yeah i mean technically no um I, like, I guess you could say from the point where we really kind of regrouped and rebranded and really launched it as like a legit this, thing, this thing that it's become yeah. and snowballed into what that I never imagined it would be is like what it is now. So the Robbie started the band in college when he was going to St. Michael's College and uh, up okay. here and um I hadn't been in a band for a while. I'm not going to get into my past as a whole other thing, like a whole other story, but I'm not going to, but I was in another band before and I'd given up on music for a while. So I was just kind of living in Vermont, just working a day job. Not really, I wasn't doing really anything. And I like, I knew I wanted to, but like Vermont is a, Vermont was a tough place to break into even when there was a scene, because like I was that like, MySpace king dude everyone hated and then you know like that kind of that see that one scene kid kind of thing and then it was like the goth snape yeah yeah right <laughs> so i mean like i never really like but when i was like when i came back around there wasn't much left of like the metalcore scene or whatever it was so it's like when it, when i was growing up it was like motionless and white was playing here all the time when they were local like that kind of shit wow okay. yeah like i like i knew chris like way back when like, really? like oh yeah like i've been following that band since they were playing the local stage at warp tour like so they uh you know vanna used to play here when they were small like that kind of stuff like we had a huge local scene but it was like towards that time where sv started was kind of when metalcore and metal and like everyone got too cool for it it was when all the metal bands were trying to go radio and trying to be cleaner and like everyone who all day now on myspace just talks about how much like oh man i just missed stand up and scream like they were the same people who were just talking about how shitty and lame breakdowns were five years ago like it's like everyone misses it now but everyone was way too good for it for like three or four years so yeah. it was like because it was oversaturated and uh it was during that whole phase and i was i wasn't even listening to metalcore anymore i was like burnt out i was like I was listening to like the 1975 and like hands like houses. That was like, Oh wow. Okay. But it was, but it was kind of also those things where like, I wanted so badly to be in a band still that 
I didn't even like going to shows anymore because it was just like watching someone eat in front of you when you were hungry. It just, oh. I hated it. Like, and so I didn't, and it, was, it wasn't a day I drove to work, not just singing along in the car, wishing I was still doing it, but it was like, there's no one to start a band with. There was nothing going on. There was like, and I was like, do I even want to do that anymore? Like, cause when, when I look at it, like from where I was, there wasn't really like, it wasn't like there were shows going on all the time. It's not like I was down the street from the Palladium or like, yeah bungalow like it was four hours in any direction to see like the kind of shit that i wanted to see so it was like i'd kind of given up and uh you know this bit robbie hit me up i don't remember how i how it really happened but like i think i robbie or someone somehow they hit me up to like model merch for their first t-shirt when they first printed their first t-shirt back when they were like a garage oh. band <laughs> and like I ended up kind of just chatting with Robbie about like all the shit that I had done. And I was like, yeah, man, like, and I just wanted to be involved with music somehow. And I was like, well, I, I learned a lot from like watching, like, you know, motionless and ask Alexander. I've seen all these bands go from nothing. I know what the branding works. I know how the marketing works. I know how all that shit works. And like, obviously, because it's like all of that in our band is mostly me, like right. all of that, like, the aesthetic how we appear yeah. how we uh, present ourselves to the world is like what i do for the okay. band so it's like and uh and, and i and i wanted to like help them because it gave me a chance to feel like i was kind of being a part of the scene you know and that, that's what i wanted to do was like you know like man, this is a new band they're trying to do like old school metalcore like rise yeah. core for fun like whatever and i was like that's cool like i think people miss that shit whether they want to admit it or not which they totally do obviously <laughs> and so and i just ended up meeting up with them to kind of just talk to them about like uh, stuff. And I, I didn't really want, I don't even know what I wanted. I think I just wanted to like be involved somehow. Yeah. And I didn't really care to what that was. And it ultimately ended to like fast forwarding through a bunch of trying to condense this. Cause it's a really long story. Oh no, man. We it was like, you know, fast forward. I ultimately ended up getting like, they had, they, so there was chase Robbie. And then we used to have like, I, like, Dude, it's like, I'm not going to go through every old member, but you know, this is like, this was like before Cody, this was like, it was like, Zach was in the band, Robbie was in the band. We had like our first drummer, Evan was there. And this, you know, Drew, this kid Drew, who used to be in the band. And it was like, uh, they had this other singer who's not worth naming and they kicked him out. And then they asked me to join. And I was like, nah, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't, I don't have it. I don't even think I have it in me. Like I have a life now in a stable apartment. I don't want to go back to trying to live, do the whole van thing. Like, but I, I think I was lying to myself because I, I just wanted to play shows. You know, I just wanted to like, I have, I have lyrics I've written for five years. I just want to put the lyrics somewhere and I want to hold a microphone. That's all I really wanted. So I was like, you know what? I'll play with you. Like I'll play with you for the summer. And then you guys can, if you find someone else, just kick me out. It's fine. Like that was pretty much what it was. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I was like, I don't give a fuck. So and uh, yeah, so, you know, we did this first little junkie EP and then we just started playing some local shows and, uh, you know, it was like we played to like three people at a bar and some place in Maine and we played nice. and then we played like Bungalow with all these deathcore bands and hardcore bands. We're the only band with singing. And but we just like played like we were playing to 5000 people like every show. That was like our thing. And that was kind of how we got known. And, uh, you know, so we played like four shows, I think, maybe five shows in 2017, playing this like, you know, this $300 EP we recorded in some dude's bedroom. And uh, and then we got on a show at Higher Ground, which is like the big venue here, opening for Devil Wears Prada. And that was like oh, the day wow. where it was like, that was like the day when we were like, 
we really geeked out for the first time. Where I, yeah, the way it was, yeah, it was like this. And that was when I was like, man, like, this is the venue I've like grew up going to. This is the venue I've been wanting to play my whole life. And like, I'm actually playing it. Like, this might actually be a thing. And of course it was crazy. I mean, and this isn't like, this is like humble braggy sounding, but like we outsold Prada and merch. Really? Wow. Yeah. And we actually gave their tour manager money because we felt bad for them for the, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so it's like we, yeah, that was, and that was, uh, that, that was like, that happened and it was crazy and it was, it was really fun. I mean, this is back when like we had no click tracks, nothing. We had this yeah. shitty drum pad that Zach had programmed the like three backtracks into each pad. So like Evan just had to remember where they were supposed to be and hit the pad during the set. But he would just like, it sucked because he would just get bored and start speeding the songs up randomly. So we were like, all of a sudden I'd be like, why am I running out of breath? Cause he's playing the song too fast. And like the whole band would be trying to keep up or he would be like, he would just start being like, you know what? Bass drops would sound sick everywhere. So just, he'd just be hitting the pad like all the time when it wasn't supposed to. And then, so that was like the old days. And it was just like, we were always getting drunk and like playing drunk and drinking. Like, it was just like, no, we didn't give a fuck. Cause there was nothing, you know what I mean? That was like the, the, those days. And then, um, we ended up later that summer or that fall, we got a gig opening for convictions at Ooh, uh, okay. in Albany, which is our first time I think playing. No, we played in like Plattsburgh, New York, but it was our first time playing kind of deeper into New York. And Ashley, who is now our manager, was right. the promoter who booked us at the show. Oh. And so, and that, that was a really weird show because it was like convictions was still, you know, they're, they're starting to finally pop off now, but it was weird. They were like, we thought they were so big, but I remember when we got there and there was like, like not really many people showed up to the show. And like, we thought it was going to be this, cra- we actually brought more people from out of state than convictions brought to the show locally. Oh, wow. interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah. that was kind of what, and, and so like our performance, we always kind of like, you know, put up and I remember sleeping with sirens was there on an off date and watched the, sh- the set. And that was super oh, wow. stressful. It was just this weird day. And then I guess we were leaving and then Zach was like, oh, the promoter wants to talk to us. She wants to manage us. She's like, just thinks that we're really dope and that like, you know, she wants to work with us. And then that was how we met Ashley. And that, and that's how we got that whole thing started. So then like um, that month, we ended up meeting up with her, decided we were going to work with her. And we were like, okay, it's time to like take this seriously. Like, she's like, I really think you guys have potentially you have like all of it. You have the show, like the performance, like it's all there. I didn't know it. Right. So I want to do this. So we deleted everything off, all the music, everything. We kept like some pieces of some songs. Okay. Um, the only song, funny because it's like our most well-known biggest song. The only song we actually kept and just rewrote slightly was Hell Here. Oh, okay. So Hell, yeah. yeah, and it was a different, it had a different name at the time, but it was, uh, so that song is the only song that like, aside from the chorus and a few things and a few lyrics is actually a song that we have had since like, 2016 which is really funny yeah so that song was written like years years and years ago and uh so we wrote exhale we went and recorded that with shane frisbee and then we shot our first music video for that which is like kind of silly to me now to look at but and then we but i really like that song the band hates it but i do because it was like a really emotional song for me and like it's totally like that teardrop spring me the horizon but kind of post-hardcore and I remember, I remember at the time we didn't really know what we wanted to sound like, but we wanted to try something a little more like plot and you feel nothing, a little more like with a catchy core, like something catchy to really grab people for our first song that really we put out there, you know? So yeah. we were, so we released that while we were in the studio recording colder than dark. 
Because actually, how we ended up meeting Randy Pascarella from yeah, FIU the man. was actually we hit him up to write backtracks for Exhale. And then he was like, Oh, I actually record bands, blah, blah, blah. I'm in FIU. And we were like, Oh, sweet. We'll just come record our EP with you. And that was how that all started. It's so that was where I think like Devor's Prada was where we started using the term SV magic because all this ridiculous shit just started happening all the time. Oh, like, oh we just okay. stumbled on this manager. We just stumbled on Prada. We just stumbled on Randy. And yeah. then we released, we released Exhale. And then Kevin Lyman saw the video and put us on Warp Tour for the last Warp Tour for our first single we dropped. And then we got on Warp Tour and it was like SV magic. That's what we would just call it. Like we, and we'd ever, we'd also go, oh, what if there's any more magic in the tank? And it was just weird. And so we dropped Hell Here, which was the first single. Wait, I, you know what? That's not true. I think we dropped Euthanasia before the EP came out. Euthanasia was the first song off colder than dark we like is dropped. that the song rory. with rory yeah, yeah it has rory yeah. from dayseeker yeah and that was back when dayseeker had like was about to kind of blow up but hadn't really blown up yet right and so that did really good like it was really cool you know it got it got us kind of some traction and we got we started getting some other shows booked you know we already had warped tour book because i remember sammy joined the band like we were kind of like because uh we lost evan left the band during the recording and so Sammy kind of just, rec- we recruited Sammy, like, we're like, hey, you want to play Warped Tour? You should join our band. <laughs> like, that was kind of how it started. Well, yeah, what a, what a way to get somebody on board. Yeah, and and so, yeah, and then I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, and then, so yeah, we dropped Euthanasia, and then we dropped Hell Here, the, the music video, the day of the drop Colder Than Dark. And I remember the video is, is kind of an interesting, funny story, because we, um, when we shot the video, we shot it at uh, in a castle in Vermont, in like wow. southern Vermont, and it was like two degrees, and there was no heat, and like me and Chase were wearing like t-shirts. You can like see our breath in the music video. Like none of that's fake. It's like, like it's so cold. We had we rented two space heaters that bare like both of them together could barely heat one person. Wow. But it, and like the castle was creepy, had like birds flying around it and shit. And so oh, that little room we're in is like this like atrium in the castle oh. that where we shot the video. And uh and I remember we had we had all stayed up the entire night before like partying and then like had to get up at five because we were on the news, the local news, but like no one saw it because it was like super early in the morning. And it was super cringy because the guy in the news like asked everybody the wrong questions. He told everybody on the TV that we were playing all of Warp Tour, and then which oh. we were, and then he was like, "We're gonna play their video," and then the video like didn't play. And he's like, "Well, I guess that didn't work." It's just the worst thing. Where it was like we're all like Jim Halpert, like the, just like it's such so, a Vermont news station. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so we went straight from that to shoot this video all day in the cold, and then we dropped that, and then I was actually the day the EP dropped, I was in like northern washington and this is actually when i met my girlfriend oh wow been with for like four years now because she lived in washington at the time wow i was at some oh no it might have been it might have been this is a different trip but i was i was on a work trip for zoomies at this like party class thing out in the mountains trying to like get service to watch our like itunes charting like all day while i was in between shit at work and i'm like and it, i remember the word alive dropped their album the same day as hello there and the same day as colder than dark because we were right behind the word alive the entire day on the charts and i remember we charted at like six on the itunes mental charts for our debut ep and that was like this crazy wow. it was crazy for us and i was like i was like sp magic like i don't know man yeah 
And then we played Warp Tour and it was great. And then it kind of just spiraled out of control from there. And then we played iMatter Fest that same year. And then, you know, that we, we were recording and then we, you know, we went to record Hello There early 2019, planned that whole campaign out and, you know, kind of led to where we are sort of now, you know, the last, last show we played was our album release show a year ago this month. Yeah, because it sounds like to me the SV magic was actually a curse because that is what is responsible for the, the the current COVID situation. That's what happened. They said, all right, this band has had too much going right for them. We need to derail yeah. everything now. No, and that's what it felt like too because I remember <laughs> like we booked that show and I was like, okay, we're going to do it. We want to do it in Vermont. We really haven't played here. Right. We don't even know if there is people, people, we don't really know who's going to show up, but we know all our family and our friends are here and we want to be here. We want to do this with them. We wanted to have it here because this is where we're from. And we know we, we made our name playing in like New Hampshire, like the bungalow in New Hampshire was our home venue. Like that was where we would go if we wanted to like pack the place and have a headliner because it was always nuts at bungalow and then bungalow unfortunately closed, but, yeah. um, but we got the jewel, you know? So that's, yeah. Uh, yeah hopefully, when all this goes well, yeah, back. hopefully, and, right, yeah. But yeah, it was like we had hello, we had the the, the album release show, and the, it was like we're headlining higher, higher ground. Like this is like the dream. It was like I've been wanting to do this since I like started going to shows, and I remember it, if we fucking sold it out in pre-sales, and I was just like, "There's no way, like this is crazy." And it was like the yeah. craziest show of my life. And then we were supposed to headline the Palladium and play with you guys the yeah. next month, <laughs> and that was when COVID struck, and it was just like all of this planning like months and months and months of like shooting music videos and building up to this album release and i've only played those songs like aside from the singles that came out early right. i've only played those songs one time and the album's yeah. not for it's just fuck, fucking sucks man yeah it's it's crazy uh it, it really is because I, I remember when the palladium show got pushed back and mike carp he was saying he's like yeah well it'll be it'll happen this day and i'm like i don't think so yeah i know <laughs> i and i remember someone hit me up and like the show like something happened where the show went up or like email yeah. saying it was re- yep. like oh yeah i got my ticket it's rescheduled for this day and i'm like no the fuck it isn't like, <laughs> like it's like it's- i haven't heard anything so i mean you can show up but i don't know if any of the bands will be there yeah that's uh, that's not the first time that's happened i remember we got um this promoter reached out to us this was i think 2019 okay. it, um it sucks because i totally would have played the show but we couldn't play it because of a scheduling conflict but we basically got hit up by a promoter to play with um kane hill Ooh. and fuck it's this really badass band with a female screamer they're like really hard. They're really badass. Like really hardcore. What the fuck am I thinking of? Is it um, uh, oh, luxury something? L- no, no, no. Uh, oh god, what's it? Conform? Uh, no, no. Oh man, I yes, I I I can't remember why I'm blanking on the name, but they were. I remember being like, yeah, it's sick, but I can't. Like we can't. One of us couldn't do it, and so we were like, and then. We never confirmed the show or anything, blah, blah. And then basically we all got to start getting tagged in this flyer, but like got pulled out. It was like saving by his Kane Hill. And everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, you guys play the Hill. And I'm like, what, where, why, what? No, like, and I was like, when is this happening? But it was like, not the first time though, where someone was like, yeah, I got tickets. And I'm like, that's bad. <laughs> like, don't, don't, like, we're not playing. Like, um, but yeah, so yeah, and then I remember get I remember there was a minute there where I really thought the Palladium show might happen that year. And then after like the third month, I was like, this is not ending anytime soon. 
Yeah, man. I and here we are, like still. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's weird because obviously, you, I mean, you guys have a full album that you haven't played. I mean, aside from the singles. And like literally everything we've released other than our, which I'm going to go back to it. It seems, it seems like a lot of metalcore bands have a lot of things in common, shitty EPs and no click track. That seems to be like the starting point for a lot of metalcore bands. That was definitely us, but everything besides that EP, which I'm, I don't like, I mean, I, I just, I say that all the time. Adam's like, there's some good songs on there. I'm like, no, there's not. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> and uh, he, I, so we haven't played anything other than that so the last time people saw us it was like almost a totally different band so no that show at the palladium would have been i mean it was it was awesome it was going to be it was you know you guys obviously no i has seen you know it was going to be a good time i i planned on that was like and that was another dream venue that i've been wanting to headline my whole life like as long yeah. as i've been going to shows like yeah. and i and i knew like after the momentum we had after that album release show and like how well things were going i was like this is going to be like, it's Massachusetts. It's the Palladium. Every, all of our friends are going to be there. Every band right. we've ever played with, every, we, every friend, everyone is going to be there. This is going yep. to be a fucking party. It's going to be so dope. <sighs> it's too good to be true. And that was like, and, uh, and I, I know, I know it'll happen one day, like whatever, but right. I just, it's such a bummer. Like I remember when I started seeing the flyer popping back up in my timeline, yeah. from, like now that we're getting close to when we thought it was going to happen. You know, it's weird too, though, because like, I, it's it's funny because I feel like if that show does happen, I feel like the lineup is probably going to be a lot different for a lot of reasons. Because I feel like there's new, there's like more bands now in the scene that weren't around then, and also the bands that are on the flyer are in like different places musically and like have grown a lot. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious as to like, I feel like you guys now should be higher on it than you were you know what i'm saying very like it's text. like but you know what i'm saying like i was just, i just like i was like i feel like i look at this lineup and i'm like this like some of these bands i'm pretty sure broke up like you know what i mean like i just like like and i was like i don't know like i just uh yeah i was like i'm just i would love to rebook that show like as it is but then just like upgrade it a little bit and it what would you do have, what would I do? Yeah, if you were, if you you get you had the book, Tyler Small. You I mean, I I would. There's just I would love to add like Dreamwake. Yeah. Like yeah. uh, you know, something like that. You know, that's what I'm talking about though. Like maybe like, like I still think like no, like no, I have seen like yeah, yeah. like no, I have seen True Shot. Let's. I'm I'm having trouble blanking on even who the fuck was on the flyer now though. It's I been think, like a year. I, so oh, man, I'm gonna like I think Barbarian, Barbarian, Attraction to Tragedy um okami uh, uh i can't remember any yeah it's been forever yeah but i feel like there's been like a bunch of newer bands that have dropped singles that like did pretty well yeah over the pandemic and i feel like would would have like enhanced i don't know i don't even know like i don't even know like i would like to think that show will just get rebooked somehow yeah, but I don't know what that'll look like. Well, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's 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 fair to say though. I mean, there's there's some bands that were on that flyer back then who would draw more than what their spot was, and there's some bands that weren't on there that would really help draw more now. I mean, that's just yeah. the natural order of things. I mean, that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, I I mean, I would have that show would have been awesome, and it's like it's like what you said though. But for you guys though, like even if the show when that show does come back. 
it won't have this it'll it'll still be awesome right but it won't have like that coming off the higher ground show the momentum carrying into that and then it just keeps continuing to kind of yeah snowball from there yeah but but like let's say hypothetically that is the first show we play back yeah. it is the first saving vice show in a year it's the first pandemic True. show True. every man woman and child who owns gym <laughs> shorts or eyeliner will be there you know what i mean it's like it's gonna be fucking mayhem like it's, yeah. i fully expect like if we could like if we're talking 100 percent capacity everyone's vaccinated which i saw even mike was like i'm waiting for real shows to come back like i'm not gonna go book a half-ass sitting down mask show like yeah yeah like and like we would we we wouldn't do it justice but like if we're talking like things are like shows are shows again that show is going downstairs like oh yeah like bro hey let's yeah like that's that's how i see it like i want i want that like saving wise headlining downstairs and then just stack that fucking bill and then just it sells out like when it is announced because everyone who's anybody just wants to punch someone in the pit. They don't well, care who's yeah. playing, exactly. you know? And I, and I just want that. I just want that like shows are back and everyone just like, ah! like, I can't wait for that moment. Like, because, right. because uh, one of one thing is is going to be like, say, because even if like, say when a hundred percent capacity comes back vaccines and all that, Touring probably still may not happen just based off of different states legislation. Well, for smaller bands, especially. Right. Right. So for us, like in in this area, we may be that that could very well be like the first show, bigger show back to the I mean it very well could be. Yeah, I mean, like it might I mean I kind of see it in my head, unless like something with a label happens to us in the next year and then we are like set up to be on some crazy big tour because of a label or some shit. Right. I expect I expect our whenever shows come back to be like one off shows. Exactly. Big big one like we like we were playing before we were about to start touring. You know, I mean I expect it to be like play higher ground again, headline the palladium again, you know, headline the palladium. You know, we were, dude, we were supposed to go do this fucking weekender. I think it was the day after the Palladium. We were supposed to go headline. We were supposed to, yeah, because it was supposed to be headline higher ground, headline the Palladium. Next day, headline the Alchemy, and it was for that marijuana festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was so so excited for that. I was like, I was like, this is like the part of the after party show. You know what I mean? I think you guys were playing that too. Oh, probably. Yeah. Or something. I think I so. I think you're. Yeah, right. but I can't remember. It's funny because right before the pandemic, we were supposed to play with Head PE, and I'm like, damn, now that'll never happen. Head yeah, PE, I, you know. <laughs> but I think I think that uh, it'll. You know, I'm totally, and I'm I'm fine with easing my way back into it because I yeah. haven't even held my microphone since Higher Ground. I, other than our music video, which I don't even remember the last uh, music video. Yeah, the, our last music video I did. Other than that, I haven't. In the church, no. right? Uh, no, that was actually no microphone. It was for Mirage, the song that just. Oh, came. that's yeah. right, because you were all like, like yeah. with your hands, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that like still that you guys posted where you were like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, what picture looks the goofiest that I can throw up here? Uh, and you're wearing like a priest outfit, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. That's- <laughs> We got death metal Ray Romano here to fucking take away your sins, people. Yep. Yeah, and I make no bones about it. I totally kind of stole that getup from Frankie Paul Mary in the uh, Flag of the Beast music video. I will say that was the first. I know you like 
yeah, like yeah. simp simp for Amir, but like yeah. that was like the first Amir song I fucked with in like as long as I can remember. But that song slaps. Yeah, it, it's so good. It's like it's, I've belt. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, wow, 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 that fucking guitar. I was, I'm all just like, yeah, it's so groovy, and it's just, it's just. It's like, uh, Hey man, if that makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, that shit it's, I know. I do simp from your I uh I do. I'm I'm pretty sure uh that Frankie will probably file a restraining order on me here within the next twelve to eighteen months. I mean he can't do that. He doesn't have a lot of people left who still love him like you do. So <laughs> I think I may honestly love him the most. I, I mean that very well may be. I mean it's just it's just the way that it goes. But uh, nah, man, I, so actually I was going to ask you, you brought, you kind of brought it up. You, you, I know that uh, you mentioned, you said, if something with a label happens, have you guys ever gotten any kind of a, even smaller, anybody who's kind of been like, Hey, what's going on? It's like a, it's the conversation conversations have happened, but like nothing has come. Let's, let's put it this way. Nothing has come up. Like we, we were very much wanting to be independent. Yeah. Like, we would take a label deal if it was the right deal with the right label. Right. Like right now, because now like we were in a very good place. Yeah. Business wise, right before the pandemic hit, like we were like, we were good. We were making good. Like I, we had been very smart with money and finances. We intentionally tried to be independent. We learned everything we could about doing everything like and it's funny too because it's so much of the shit that like every band i know and i ask them and they don't even know what i'm talking about and it makes me realize why so many bands depend on labels so much yep. but like we had like bmi song trust sound exchange like yeah our, we have like a whole infrastructure we have like an intern someone who runs our social media we have our own pr person who worked for like for it's like we did this all ourselves and like and we were making the money enough when we played shows that we could budget and like do all these big videos and do all this stuff and all that income's gone. So like right now labels are looking pretty sexy right now because, (laughs) cause a label is a bank and we need a bank, you know, but it's like, if we could hold out, you know, it's, it just depends on what's out there. But yeah, I mean, weirdly enough though, it's because we didn't get the one thing that I think that has kept us from just getting labels thrown at us because I, people ask me all the time, like, why the fuck? Like, how the fuck? Oh, like, how are you? Yeah. Not saying, why are you? Yeah, it's because up. we haven't toured enough. That's like what all labels want to see. Yeah. It's that, it's that age old, like, yeah. di- like dying archaic, like, Oh, you haven't camped out. Yeah, enough in your band. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it like, I was like, sorry, like, sorry. We are like, we're good with money and we know that that's stupid. Like, it's like, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like, we're not in a, we know that we're not a band that can financially afford to do a national tour where it's going to actually do anything, especially when right. like five people show up exactly. to see bands they've never heard of. So it's like, but, but that's what they want to see. They want to see, it's yeah. almost, it almost feels more like an arbitrary rite of passage than anything that's measurably means anything, which is why we just, we're like, we do just, we've been doing just fine. So like, if no one wants to see us for what we are and they have these like expectations that they want before they'll look at us, then like, fuck them. They'll regret it later. That's kind of how I look at yeah. it. Yeah. Like I like it's you know and if and if like we're and if because it's like every single comment I see where it's like, oh man, like how these guys are, it's like that that all has to mean something and I feel like we put if all I know for sure is our conversion rate. I know yeah. that if you put our music or you put us in front of people, ninety percent of them will like- line up at our merch tent. 
or like, so it's like, and I know that. And as a business, we know what the numbers are. So I don't really care what somebody else thinks. Cause like, it's all about making them more money anyways, in the end of it. And like, we're here to make, we're here to do this for ourselves. So like, but there are labels out there who are helpful and are good. And I think could help us a lot. It's just waiting for them to like, give us a chance because we don't have that experience and tenure. Cause like, we really were just about to try to like, like last year was supposed to be the year where we literally had these tours planned out just so we could be like, look, we did it. Now we, we fucking, did it, right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were going to do the West coast. We were going to, we had a tour with a virtue and savage hands that was supposed to happen. Oh, cool. Yeah. That never got announced. Um, well, yeah, yeah, it was literally like we were doing it literally just to fucking be just like, okay, yeah, it's, it's on the college, you know, like <laughs> we got the fucking diploma. Yeah. And we got like, can we come in? Like, you know, and that was all it was. And it was, uh, but we didn't get to do that. So we're still in some people's eyes. We're like, we're like in this, we're like stuck in this purgatory where we're like too big to be a local band, but we're yeah. like not, but we're not quite like yeah. a big band because like, hello there got its nut clip, like right as it drops. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's me speaking probably the most frankly I've spoken about all that. Well, on it's true. Interview. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. true. I mean, it is true. And it's funny you say that because, going back to Randy and if I were you, I, when I talked to him and Dan, I said, have you guys ever been hit up? Cause I mean, they have a pretty good size following. They've been around for a while. And I Bro, said, they have millions and millions yeah. and millions of streams. Yeah, exactly. And I said, but they don't play shows. Exactly. And that's what they said too. They said, we know we've never been contacted by a label and it's really because of that. And I was like, man, cause I, I liked, I'd like to think that eventually like the success is so undeniable. The label is going to be like, all right, like, we should probably get in on this, but apparently it's like what you're saying. The, the tours and the shows are really, I don't know. I, I guess that's really a big part of it. And, and, and it's, and it's, and that's fair because like, yeah. as you can tell from every band that's not playing shows right now, who's broke, all the money comes from shows. So yeah. it, from a business standpoint, it's like yeah. not unfair for labels to act that way, but at the same time, it's like, and like, and it kind of sucks for us because yeah, like, like we know that like, we can do triple digits in merch at any festival we play. Yep. And we know that like we do triple digits if we do a headliner in a, in new England or yep. in this corner. But then again, it's like we do, but it's like, I mean, obviously if we went and fucking played, we drove across the country right now, we'd probably be playing to like 15, 20 kids in a lot of these places. Yeah. Because we're, yeah. And also that's just the environment. It's not like, it's not like 2010, Right. Where everybody like you play, like you were play, everybody went to every show. Yeah. So I think I'm I would like to think the pandemic will change that. I think like to think people took it for Hopefully. granted. Yeah. But it is fair to some end because like at the end of the day, and that's the other reason why we're not like super bummed about not having a label, because like a label, like I don't want a label to sign us and then be like, sweet, go record an album. It's like, no, it's stupid. We want to do singles. Like exactly. I don't want I don't I don't want a label that's gonna be like, oh sweet, like go on the road, go on the road, go on the road. Cause it's the only way we're going to make money regardless of what it, if it's a good idea or not. So it's like having that, like, cause at the end of the day, like if we're not going to make money playing shows and be playing shows, what good are you to a label? Exactly. So it's like, and, and so it's like gotta be a mutual thing. And I think like, you know, maybe to some ends, like right now the, there's not a symbiotic relationship, but bands are still getting signed who haven't played shows during the pandemic. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's it's, I, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like maybe, 
I don't know. It's like maybe labels are kind of uh, maybe maybe they'll eventually maybe some more than others will kind of turn the corner of like maybe, you know, maybe sign bands because of what's going on with the pandemic. Because who knows? I mean, shows will come back. It's just when because I mean, eventually there's going to have to be like that. All right. Rip off the Band-Aid. Let's do it. And I mean, eventually, hopefully. So I don't know, man. I hope I hope um, I do hope that you guys do get that because like I saw what happened with Hello there. And, uh, ah, it was just, it was such a bummer like to watch that from afar, because I know that you guys had built that up and like, (laughs) you, I mean, you sold out the higher ground show and then it just, it was just like, it was just, no, no, I appreciate the condolences. Trust me. I mean, like it was, I remember like January, February of 2019 was when we recorded the album and we went through so much shit. Like you know, when Kenji joined the band, we were doing the lineup change. There was some kind of inner turmoil. Everyone, some people had some stuff to sort out. Like we were all going through some shit. I mean, you know, Robbie and Sammy both like I think are like both are I think are going are like a year over a year sober now. Like they oh, were kind awesome. of going yeah. through their demons and fighting their you know, and like we were all dealing with stuff that was going on. And like I remember there was a point where we were all so broken in 2019. Where we were like we got to see this through with the album because like we'll at least do this. Just and we'll at least say at least do this right and you know and but i remember we had planned out like end game never knows best hall battles like all those videos were planned out like seven months out like we had this entire campaign planned out to like all build up to hello there and it all went perfectly so it was more it was almost more so just like it wasn't just dropping an album and then getting like fuck we don't get to play it blah blah, blah. but it was like we put like just all of our chips like so much money bro i don't even want to tell you how much (laughs) like we spent on like between music videos and the album like like it's like like 20 (laughs) like more than twenty thousand dollars like you know what i'm saying like out of our pockets because we're independent so it's just like and out of what we would make in revenue from merch and so you know and that's uh and but we hope that like you know, one day someone will see what we built. Like we were able to build this infrastructure and do all this and accomplish all this by ourselves. Just imagine what we could do if someone would just give us a little, a little push. That's how I see it. Yeah. And that's how I see it. Like, yeah, man, we haven't played the shows like fair, like whatever, there's certain expectations. I'm not going to be that dude who was like, where there's some guy being like, man, this kid, little kid doesn't know shit about the music industry. Like, <laughs> I get there's probably some shit I don't understand, but there's also some basic, like there's hard numbers and clear yeah, results data that I feel like are ignored that matter. Yeah. Like if I were you might not draw a crowd because they don't play a lot of shows, but if you put, if I were you on tour with falling in reverse or some shit, yeah. everyone who listens to fall, like all those millions of people who stream them and have streamed them for thousands of years will come out and they would do really well. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I don't think like, like doing just because you haven't done something doesn't mean you can't do it. Like, exactly. I don't know. No, it's and, a good point. So I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, I, at this point, we're just kind of do what we always do. We're like, we play it. Like we're in this for ourselves. We're alone in this. We got to figure this out on our own. We've never expected a label to save us. We've never expected to get signed. Yeah. We never really, we don't really care. Like if it happens and it's right. Sure. Right. But we're not planning for it. So um, that's good. But we do have like, we do still have stuff in the works. It's just been obviously delayed immensely because of the financial repercussions of COVID, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. It, that's a, yeah. It's, 
that's why, man, like for, for us, especially like, you know, obviously you guys, uh, you know, have been through it starting up a band. I mean, it's not cheap. Um, I mean, yeah, you have five in your case, you have, you have five members, correct? Yeah. We're like, I think yeah. we're like the only five piece band with two vocals. Yeah. I was going to say, that's why I was like, maybe there's six, but, or, or, or 12, maybe there's a slipknot, but no. Um, uh, <laughs> It'd be nice for the, for paying for videos. Exactly. Well, that's what I was going to say. So for you guys with five people, even five ways, this stuff is still a lot of money, but for us, it was three people. And we're like, we've just got to find a way to stay sustain. I mean, this, we just cannot continue at this rate of out of pocket, out of pocket, or we're all going to be homeless. Uh, so that thankfully with the YouTube channel and the Patreon and stuff like that, it helps sustain, but um, you guys have done great. I mean, like I, all the time, like, you know, I always say, look to the people who are good at doing what you want to do or who are doing, you know, it's like, I always, I'm always sending shit you guys are doing to the chat being like, man, look what they're doing. Like, this is sick. Like, like, look how well this is doing, you know, like they were doing, they were doing shit a year ago. Now look at them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, look at that. Like, like, you know, it's a, it's true. It's like, you guys have built something cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I mean, and, you know, not even blowing smoke, man, like you guys, cause you know, obviously being from the new England area, I mean, you guys were kind of our bar. We're like, yeah, we're, we're going for that level of, for, you know, this, we're like, we're going for that. Uh, because no, we, I mean, we recognize it. I mean, we, that's why, like, I mean, straight up, like if that show were to happen again, you know, I, I might sound like a pompous ass, but there's no reason why we should be playing before you. Uh, but you know, I mean, Hey, we'll see what happens. Um, but <laughs> I like the, I like the grin you have there. Uh, but, uh, no, I, just, I, I, just, I was, this is all, this is all that shit that people are afraid to talk about on podcasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no one wants to say they're, you know, yeah, no, well, I just, I just, I mean, I, I just think of it from like a, a it's a, it's all performance based um, in terms of just, you know, the data. I mean, it just goes back to that. I mean, I, I mean, I know that we're developing and uh, you know, I know that we're still getting there, but no, nah, yeah, you, you guys, you guys have reached though, you know, and like, like I, like I agree, like, I mean, like if I was to build, if I was to try to build a new England lineup with the bands that are like, in my brain, the biggest bands in our area, like you guys are in my top five immediately in my head now. And like a year ago, I wouldn't have even thought of you guys because I barely knew who you were. And like, that's growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. the what you've done in one year is pretty impressive. And it's like, I'd say in some ways, the rate that you guys have excelled, especially because of the podcast and the networking, I think that you've done, you guys have actually in some ways kind of gotten to where you are faster than we did if you were to try to measure it in some kind of way like so um but no yeah absolutely i mean like you guys are like doing cool things and i and i think like uh and i think what you choose to do i think the only thing and like i think the thing to be careful about when you do Mm -hmm. something like where your content is this almost other media Mm -hmm. entirely you gotta make sure that you don't get pigeonholed to where your music doesn't get taken as seriously as the content because the content it's, overtakes it yes that's the one that's the one thing i would worry about if i were you yes yeah. no i and i and i know what you're saying and there was kind of a point uh for us with the reaction videos and whatnot where we were kind of like it was kind of we in our heads we we're kind of like okay are we going to be a reaction channel that does music or are we going to be a band that does you know what i mean it's, it's exactly like, yeah. exactly so 
but I think what I what I'm hoping for is that as we progress, because I mean I, I don't really consider the EP. I mean, it's part of our catalog, but I don't think we'll ever touch it again, you know, in a live setting. Just because I, I don't know, I, especially being a vocalist, I'm just not in it. You know what I mean? It, there's just something there that's disconnected. Well, I mean, you guys have like have the luxury of the pandemic where there's no reason to cling to old music you don't really care about. Like exactly. you have plenty of time to write new stuff. Right. So what I'm hoping for with us is that just the music, you know, I think um, for me personally has progressively gotten better since our single with Aiden. And, um, you know, Mirage, I think, was kind of like the song where people are like, okay, we'll take this band a little bit more seriously now. Um, so my plan is that I just hope the music uh, speaks for itself and kind of overrides that. But I definitely know what you're saying, and that is definitely something that I have thought of because I kind of got into the mindset of, like, I just want to be everywhere so that people just cannot avoid the name. But I, yeah. it, it's, it is important what you're saying, though, to not – to, to always make sure that the band and the music is the number one and the rest of it is just well it, and not even like necessarily like yes but like i always look at it from like a branding perspective where it's just like what is it about it depends on what your band is you know because it's like it depends what about your band that people connect to yeah because like sometimes like the marketability comes from like what people relate to and it's like it's kind of like I don't know how to try to think of a good example, but it's like, if you have this band that writes this super serious, emotional, tormented shit, and then they're, they're doing like TikTok, TikTok dance videos, it almost like takes all, it almost makes it feel fake. Yeah. Like if that makes them say, so it's like, but, but if you're, but then again, like most, I feel like from what I've noticed, a lot of people who listen to you guys just like, like that you guys are fucking shreddy and heavy. Like they don't really give a fuck about the personality you know what I mean? They just like you, but they like you guys and they like heavy music. Yeah. So that might not hurt you, but you see what I'm saying? Like, but if like yep. little peep came out the next day and was just like doing like a TikTok like yeah. dance video, all these dudes who are just in their rooms being like, yeah, I'm so faded and I'm so hurt just like him. And then like my life sucks, but he's actually just living it up and just pretends that he's like that. Like that. You no. see what I'm saying? It's no, like, and, for sure. So it depends what your brand is. Yeah. And I guess, uh, you know, cause for you guys, I know that you guys have the image down. I mean, like, it's like, you guys have it down, like, like just the presentation and stuff. I I think that for us, that's, we just haven't really had it. We're we're just like a bunch of dads. I mean, literally and figuratively. So like, I've always kind of so many heavy bands are exactly, you know, that's not really, that's not really weird. No, (laughs) I guess I've always kind of really liked, um, and this is kind of a random band, but also not like um, kind of like a branding that I've always kind of thought was cool because there really isn't any branding there, but there is, is Parkway Drive. I mean, what's the branding with Parkway Drive? They're just like normal dudes, uh, you know, the, so that's well, like, they're, they're gym short core. That's what I call them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, that's it's true. like, it's like a day to remember It's gym short core. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's like, it's like never, never, not a day in those bands' lives has any thought gone into what anybody was wearing in a photo shoot. Like, that's like, it's interesting. <laughs> like Oxford's yeah. Red. Oxford's Red, yeah. like, dude, they had homie was wearing fucking flip flops on stage. Caution is still, to the wind. Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. So yeah. funny. But you remember Drew? I told you this dude, Drew, was in our band originally. Yep. yep. Drew was upset. He was, like, talent wise, the most talented guitarist who's ever been in the band. Cause he was that shredding, like 
he was obsessed with August Burns Red. Like, so he, he sounds was, like Adam. Yeah, he was he was meant to be a studio. Was it you know? Yeah. But I remember he wore like gym shorts and tri- and like and flip flops on stage because he loved August Burns Red, and it just stuck out like a sore thumb. It was like we're not that bad. Like, oh, like, no. like, because it was. I remember the first couple shows Saving Ways played. It looked like three of the members got ready for a show and then just stopped on the side of the highway to pick up the other two or three guys like and they were like can you play yeah i mean is that what you're wearing okay like uh-huh. you know, it's like that's that was kind of like and it, it's weird because it's there's i know there's a lot of polarizing conversations within image and fashion and metal yeah but it's at the end of the day every single genre and subgenre has an image or a fashion that ties to it yeah. and even the people who shit on people for getting dressed up for their bands are all dressed exactly like their favorite bands. Yeah. Like everyone, like people can act like they don't give a fuck, but they're all dressed exactly like knock loose. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Cause yep. knock loose dresses in a certain way. It's like, Oh, I have long hair and a beanie and a really big shirt and a chain. And I don't care, but you cared enough to wear a big shirt and a chain and to have really long hair and to look like you don't care. Like, so it's just like, that's a good point. Yeah. Like intentionally trying to not look good is still fashion. Yeah. It's funny. I see some people in these music videos, man, especially from Australia, like all the streetwear stuff. I'm like, where do you even buy these clothes? Like I literally have no clue where you even purchase some of these things. I I mean, I I like that shit a lot. I mean, like some of our band doesn't give a fuck. Some of our band does. And it's like, it I think more so when I look at it is a lot of the time it's just like man these guys like like you know put up their house so they could get an outfit for this video because you know they're not making that money yeah you know what it's, I mean? it's, like, it's expensive it's like when you see metalcore like you know these local touring bands wearing Yeezys and shit and I'm like don't you gotta pay your phone bill like it's yeah no it's yeah yeah it's it dude straight up like we just shot a video this past Saturday I went to H&M and got a couple outfits and I returned them Cause I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't afford to pay for own these, own these clothes. What do you mean? Own- <laughs> and, and, and you know when it's H and M and you still have to return it, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. That's like a, I was like, that's I mean, dude, I wrote it's so funny. All of my jeans, I think I've worn every Saving Vice show or promo for the first three years were H and M skinny jeans. Yeah. I have, I have, just every single pair, I rip the crotch open like <laughs> two or three shows in. Like there was, oh, there's one yeah. pair of jeans I still have in my dresser that are my show skinny jeans mm. that have like both crotches ripped out. They got like the pocket is ripped out in one side. They're not even functional. They're basically leggings yeah. like at this point with just holes in the crotch. <laughs> and I literally was like, you know what? I'm not destroying a new pair of jeans every show. So like on tour, I would just change into this one pair of jeans every night before we play a show. And like, and that's where you kind of adjust to the tour. The the clothing balance on tour is like an art in itself. It's because you've got to like, okay, these are like my three sweaty shirts and my sweaty jeans. And then these are like my daytime comfy, sleepy, clean shirts that aren't really clean because I'm going to sleep in them every day. And then here's like two nice shirts in case someone wants to take pictures of us somewhere. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, it's it. So play, playing in jeans, I've never played in pants. It's always been like joggers or like um, shorts. And I, I I love playing in shorts because it's just more comfortable and more free. How how do you play in jeans? That's gonna be. I so- mean, dude. I mean, I've I've only worn. I mean, I I now like as of the past year because of COVID now own 
sweatpants, like cargo <laughs> joggers, like trap, like plaid trousers. Like I've, I've kind of branched out with my pants, but I have worn nothing but skin tight painted on like black jeans for almost 10 years. So it's like, that's all I've ever played in. And they kind of just become part of you. Like, but I'm not going to lie dude. Like I get home from shows and I literally get home and I have to like peel them off inside out. And have like the like, black from the pants, like on your legs. Like, you'd, you'd think so. There's <laughs> like, there's like, you can see it's all, it's all faded and white, like in the knees and the crotch <laughs> and like the certain parts, but they are, they're like texturized and so soft. And they have this like, sheen like it looks like an anime character because they have this wrinkle to them because i've worn them so many times and i don't wash my pants ever so like my jeans are really? just like every yeah you're not supposed to wash your denim i learned that when i worked for levi's levi strauss himself, himself said never wash your denim so like but, yeah so i like if you do you're supposed to dry clean them or cold wash and hang dry them inside out but anyways, we're fact. okay yeah so yeah i, have, I haven't put a t-shirt in the dryer in 10 years like that's why all my shirts still fit. I hang dry and cold wash all of my shirts. Wow. And I don't ruin or shrink anything. But but yeah, the change your life. You don't have to buy as many shirts. But uh yeah, no, it's like that's but cool. like my show pants, they're all like soft and like they look all shiny and they have like the perfect wrinkles in the knees because I've like worn them so many times and they're just <laughs> like and I just can't even imagine the like beer and whiskey and sweat that's just embedded in the fibers fibers yeah <laughs> so i was gonna say if you where you don't wash them i mean does i'm trying to think of like so if because <laughs> you're not supposed to wash them like you said but if that happens like if you get beer all over them or something are you st- i have to i have to see i have to be able to see the stain to wash them so it's like like beer is clear i don't i just pat it out with a paper towel i get over it <laughs> I've literally one time just like sprayed my pants with dry shampoo. Like oh, I just, okay. like I just, yeah. yeah, I just don't. Yeah. If I, if I can't, see, if it doesn't look like, and I wear black jeans. So it's like, if I can't, can't really it, notice like, it. so yeah. unless it's like, you know, I've spilt like, you know, someone looks like a cum stain or something and I'll wash them. <laughs> like, that's about it. Like, I just, I don't really give a fuck. It's uh, funny yeah. too, because I'm such a like little, like, like pretty super clean like i'm so clean like i have to shower every well, day i'm all like clean i was I'm gonna clean say and, that you know I'm, I'm all, yeah I'm, yeah I'm very feminine and groomed but like i don't give a shit about something yeah that's why when you said i was i was like wait a minute because that doesn't add up to the rest of the the the, the look that you portray no i like i haven't washed my hair in almost like two weeks like you know it's this if there's some you wear your target with your tiffany's you know i was gonna say you're more carhartt than the people who wear it i mean that's pretty impressive <laughs> Dude, I know. I can't even imagine, dude, my pants have seen some shit. (laughs) So speaking of black jeans, though, that kind of ties into zoomies in a a weird, loose way. Uh, Because so you're um, like your day job is you're a manager at zoomies. And I I was telling you before we started, I have a story with that. This goes back to probably 2019. I went into the zoomies in Newington, New Hampshire, which is at the Fox Run Mall. And I don't know. I don't know how it came up, but it, the true shot was was formed at the time, and I was kind of. I was talking to there was there was a, a woman working there, and um, I don't know how it came up, but she was like, "Oh, do you have you played?" She said, "Do you know of or have you played with Saving Vice before?" And I was like, "No, but I know who they are." 
And, um, and then she told me that actually that you were a manager at Zoomy. So she somehow knew you. And that's kind of like how I first kind of. Wait, wait where, where were you? Uh, Newington, uh, New Hampshire, the Fox. Because well, everybody in New Hampshire and Maine is in my district. So like, I'm literally in a group chat with them. Like I see them for all of our, like our local, like our, we have, uh-huh. we're all, we all have the same district manager who's really badass, by the way, Johnny, if you're watching this, thanks for letting <laughs> me go on tour. Like, but no, like he's the shit, but uh, no, like I have a, like, I, so I'm friends with like every manager in that wing. So like, like, so that's our unit. Okay, so we have like, like we've had like, you know, we'll get in an Airbnb and we'll get like an Airbnb and we do like sales classes and we do training and then we all get drunk together. Like that's what Zubies is all like, it's, it's pretty <laughs> sick. Like it's a pretty dope job. I mean, I've got like, you know, I get to go to these big parties where I get to hang out with all the clothing brand owners and like, get oh, free cool. shit and i you know like hung out with shepherd ferry who like owns obey like you oh. know like all sorts of shit like yeah it's it's dope and um and everyone's really cool it's just good people and like who are like the thing i like about zoomies is like and i think why i think a lot of musicians gravitate and artists gravitate towards it is because like they accept everybody as exactly who they are yeah like you know it's like there's no expectations and it's like really like on that level you just have to like be a good person and do your job like you know and this yeah. it'll, be good. it'll be a good so it's uh but yeah and like my old you know they're all really supportive and like some of them come and gone but some of them i've been working with for years but so but i get texts all the time like man i keep see kids in saving my shirts coming into my store like all the fucking time oh, and i learned cool. a lot like i've learned a lot about what i do with our merch and like how i run yeah design and how i predict trends and i learn a lot of that yeah like about reading up on merch i learned a lot from just running this business for all these years and i know what kids are wearing and what's selling and what's not selling and like a lot of that goes directly into uh, the decision making because me and chase make and make like design and run all the merch so right like it, it helps me come up with a you know it's almost like having like an overhead view because there i mean i remember like you know, there's stuff that I do, did or wanted to do with our merch where like the guys were like, no, man, that's really weird and out of pocket. And I'm like, no, but I'm telling you, like, this I, is I what know. kids, this is what kids, people are fucking doing. Like, like this will sell. And then we do it and it fucking blows up. And then like all of a sudden every band's selling it in the next six months because like, right. it's always like ahead of the curb. But yeah. one of the problem I found is that we get a little too ahead of the curb sometime. And then sometimes yeah. like there's even songs on hello there that I'm like, bro, if we had dropped this in 2021, it, it would have gone off with like Endgame. I feel like if we had dropped it as a new single right now, would probably be our biggest song. Like for example, yeah. which is kind of why we did a video for Nerve Damage for the one year anniversaries because Nerve Damage was that song that was the dark horse on the album because it was like two years at too soon. Okay. It was like yeah. we were doing a lot of shit on it that was just weird, and it was like all the synthy stuff, but it's kind of Deftonesy, and then there's like screams but the super poppy radio chorus and then like bring me the horizon did what bring me the horizon did and now that song sounds like it could have been a bring me the horizon b-side off survival horror you know what i mean yeah it's just it's and that's what i've kind of noticed but it's been like that with merch too where like we've done some stuff like we did this end game tea where i drew like anime eyes and we had these like all these like, japanese symbols and like it sold, but it didn't do that well. And then a year later, like every single fucking man, woman, and child is doing anime Japanese print shit. And I'm just like, fuck, like I, sh- I should have waited. I was like, it was too, I was too, I was like, this is it. It's like, uh, maybe you're not ready that for that, but your kids are going to love it. Like that's kind yeah. of been like the whole thing. <laughs> that's funny. So would you say that Zoomy, because so, 
you know, because obviously Hot Topic used to be like the, you know, the scene kind of store. Would you say that Zoomies has kind of taken over that spot or? Well, you know, yes, I think like, yes, in that like every time I play a show, a band I'm playing with is they're all dressed. They all look like they went to the mall that day and got their outfits at Zoomies. But like, (laughs) there's really no... Aside from like the people who work there, sometimes mm-hmm. there's like no metal metalcore presence. Like it's all yeah. hip hop and streetwear oriented these days. There, even though all of the hip hop and streetwear shit is all just like stolen from metal aesthetic and metal and emo culture. Right. Like, True. but it's like it's there aren't like it's weird. It's like that. It's not like the zoomies playlist is playing metalcore. Like, I think there's like one, like the, the, the music service that they use has like, I've heard like, you know, the used in like bring me the horizon and that's it. Wow. You know, and it's, it's so it's, it's just really weird too. There's like a very, there's still such a big disconnect to that genre and like the mainstream. Yeah. In some ways, even though I feel like, especially with like mgk and like trippy red and all these like emo like rap rocker it's like sure. they're like standing on the shoulders of like that whole genre and calling themselves tall with their fashion and all their imagery and all this stuff but it's like it was all done a thousand times already in this subgenre that the whole world doesn't really know about outside yeah. of like the scene it's weird it's weird that is weird because the scene's yeah. so big but it's so small yeah it's very niche even though like being in it you feel like it's i mean you go on facebook or twitter and it's like encompasses your entire but you but you ask but you ask like every kid who comes into zoomies if they know who ask alexandria is and like one in 10 people know you know what i'm saying yeah i I mean i i don't know anybody who listens to metal i mean i have one friend who does i mean i mean literally like nobody listens to this stuff but we can't let it go because it's dope yeah Listen, man, I, I I believe that you said to me once in a message, you said that I, I what, what was it? Uh, what kind of metal core was it that I liked? That but you 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 gave like a a sound with it. You were like a badung or something like that. Or I can't remember what you said, but it was so funny and that's just so true. I just love that stuff. It's like a badung. Like no, no, you yeah, you like you like you like that. That's the kind of metalcore you like. Yes, like you like Seinfeld metalcore. Yeah. Seinfeld core like Adams Adams up there just like but on guitar (laughs) yeah he yeah well so yeah he's he it's funny because like he's like so like era August Burns red and I'm just like oh I hadn't noticed (laughs) yeah I mean I mean dude I mean like it's crazy but yeah and I'm like uh you know like I'm your and like alpha wool you know that kind of that's a that's a cool combo yeah we try to combine it as best as we can um because i i just i just cannot get into the super proggy like i call it the musician's music like yeah i know yeah. i'm the same way i'm like i don't like i have so and i've said this on every interview i think i've ever done because everyone likes to take anything they possibly can out of context like <laughs> i say well i think subjectively i think i think the foo fighters are objectively a dope band i subjectively don't want to hear their music ever (laughs) but i love dave Grohl. yep like i love dave Grohl. i don't want to i could go the rest of my life without ever hearing a fucking song that man's written in his career 
for yeah. the rest of my life. I don't like, and it's, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, I objectively understand these are the bands that are really talented and this is that, and this is that, and this is that, but like, there's a difference between, and this is where I, uh, you know, this is how I kind of describe, like, there's a difference between being able to play an instrument really well and being a good songwriter are not the same thing. 100%. Yes. And then some of these bands are just them flexing on their instrument for, a whole, not, for three minutes. Right. And I, and then there's zero catchiness. There's no hooks. It's not structured. 100%. Well, it's yeah. like, yep. but it's like, if you care about that, then it's the best thing you've ever fucking heard. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think periphery is one of the few bands that, managed to kind of do a little bit of both but even then when i listen to periphery all i can think is like how the fuck does spencer even hear melodies to sing over this music like when he like uh, yeah like, like when yeah. when if, if you sent me a periphery instrumental and we're like hey write a chorus for this i'll be like i don't know what to fucking do with this like yeah. i don't do I, but, I, yeah, it's a great point it's it, i'm glad that you said that too because um you know i know that i'm a vocalist you're a vocalist Listen, man, at the end of the day, the vast majority of people, regardless of genre, gravitate to the vocal to the vocals. Like that's, exactly. That's the first thing. So the vocals will make or break your music unless you're a band's band. Exactly. That's it, exactly. And, and for some guitar players who are very proficient with their instrument and they also write music, sometimes it's hard for them to kind of uh, understand that. Um, in, in, to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, I know that I can do this, but is it best for the song? And that also does happen with vocalists too, like even screamers. You know, we hear it all the time. There's somebody who's just going to be tunnel throating for three and a half minutes when, like, maybe you don't need to do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and I find that sometimes small doses have a way larger impact. Yeah. You know, and like it's kind of like we know initially the reason you know we like I joined the band on the contingency was that I wanted to scream and sing if I joined the band because I did everything I was I was never I always hated two vocalist bands (laughs) because every single one of them the one dude's expendable and it's usually the screamer like and and eventually every band loses the screamer like and I like didn't want to fall into this fucking trope. Yep. Like, uh, you know, and so I was like, okay, like I want to do something different. I want to write songs that neither of us could perform live without the other. I want to oh, write yeah. song and I want to like, like there's no song in our discography that like I could do without help without yeah. Chase or in Chase and Chase obviously couldn't do without me because he does the same. But like, and it was like, and I want to scream too, because like, I want people to hear it and be like, holy shit. Like, it's not just like the screaming guy and the singing guy. Yeah, right. The, scre- the singing, the singer is actually really fucking good at screaming too. And like we could do an Angel Maker song if we wanted and have no cleans at all, yeah. which is why we did the binary EP and Echoes is because like we wanted to just show that we can do anything. And I got to be, so going to the binary EP real quick, I like probably a lot of other people was, I was kind of surprised at, you know, like the, your song, The Spire, it was a lot more badong badong, but it was more Seinfeld core than I thought it was gonna be coming from you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was uh, the whole point that so those two songs actually, and for anyone who's not doesn't know what I'm talking about, so like we basically released a two song EP. Yeah, one song was all me screaming, one song was all Chase screaming, and it was like the heaviest songs we've ever released. And we even went like to Shane Frisbee again just to make sure the recording sounded really raw. Because Randy's mm. stuff is very polished and produced yes, like is, yeah. modern metalcore is, and we yep. didn't want it to sound like that. We wanted it to sound just dirty. Yep. And so, um, and, but yeah, the whole idea was like, we almost did that on the album. 
And then we, and that's kind of where Echoes from the Gutter was almost a song that just had Chase on it. Oh, interesting. Because because okay. we had so, and then, but it was like, there's no sense in only having Chase do Echoes just because I have So Safe. Because yeah. Chase isn't on So Safe because Chase doesn't sing, but there's no reason for me to not be on Echoes because I scream too. And we almost did like, but I was like, yo, what if we list later on though? We just drop like, like, zomb- like kind of zombie EP. We just do this super uh-huh. out of pocket super heavy thing and we'll just do like no sing singing at all and we'll do one song that kind of suits chase's style and one song that kind of suits more my and so like i was so chase's was kind of like death Corey, like chelsea grin born of osiris and mine was like knocked loose currents yeah you know and like that kind of like that more heart hardcore and like when we both just were like i just want to like flex screams for a whole song and just have fun yeah. and i actually wrote that whole song in one i wrote it was funny because i was the whole song my my song is actually about it's a star wars song no one like most people don't know this but it's actually about anakin skywalker and ben solo becoming darth vader and kylo ren like oh, that's, that's what the whole awesome. about and if you really listen to it there's some reference to do yeah, exactly. I think we may have lost a bit, a, a little bit of that recording there. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know what happened, but it was just a couple. It was just a couple of minutes. But um, but no. So I. But yeah, it was funny because like when I first heard um the binary EP, I was just I was kind of taken aback because I know that it's funny because my trajectory with metalcore is interesting. I I was still kind of into like the thrashier like um. You know, like uh, like I don't know if you ever heard of the band like Battlecross, but Whitechapel and, and like that Risecore yeah. era. I, I used, uh, to, I mean, I used to, I used to be, I had a deathcore like, I remember like 2010, 2011. I was like super into like, I I was really big on fucking like Carnifex, Whitechapel, yeah. you know, like Suicide Silence. I mean, you can hear it in my heavier stuff. I do like, I know I. I I learned to do high screams listening to Mitch Lucker, you know. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that was like that was like I used to be. I used to like want like love that shit. And yeah, I, that... I I just got to a point where like, even today, even though I love New Chelsea Grin, I can't listen to more than two or three songs of that before I get bored of that genre. Though I just I like having I like the cleans. I can't listen to just straight heavy stuff anymore, like for too long. It just okay. it doesn't entertain me like it used to. Like I appreciate it, but not long. I can't listen to a whole album of it anymore. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, because I think like my entryway into metalcore was like um was like as early dying, and it's still like thrashier kind of stuff. And I really liked that stuff. So like I missed the rise core era. Like I like people are like, oh you've never heard stand up and scream. I don't know. I totally missed all that. I mean I I never listened to any of that. It just I just I just never got into it because I was like into you know like uh, Avenge Sevenfold uh you know um yeah, like Whitechapel, Azalea Dying. It was like a, it was like Lamb of God, like that sort of stuff. And then it kind of went from there until the Seinfeld core, as we like to call it. <laughs> um, you know, so I like that whole Rise Core era kind of, I kind of passed me by. So when I heard you guys, you know, I heard a lot of the comparisons for like Asking Alexandria or Motionless and White, that kind of stuff. And Motionless and White was another band that I just, I, I just, I don't say overlooked, but it was just like, I just never got exposed to him at all. So when I first heard you guys' stuff, it was very like, uh, like my, my favorite song by you guys to this day is never knows best. That's still my favorite one. Um, That's my uh, favorite too. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is about that. It's just um, I really think like the emotional aspects of the song really make the like the drops in it like really just kind of take the 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 wind out of your chest almost. There's something about it where it's like, uh, uh, uh wait, how does it? What's the lyric again? It's um, like the the clean part that you have. <laughs> With the the end of it, it's like I lost whatever I thought love yes, was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ever ever that's a that's a that's a big one for P, a lot of fans. Yes. And then that, and, that, that, that song was very personal for me too. Okay. You know? And it was like so it was kind of like it was it's weird because I try not to write our shit. All of our songs are written with like it's like five different meanings. There's like okay. what it means to me. There's what I know it's gonna mean to you, and there's like what I've seen other people go through and what I think that it would feel like for them. And I, and I write that way so that anyone who listening to it, it can be exactly what it needs to be for them. So like there's shit in that song. Like I was not like, you know, there's parts of that song that are about specific ex-girlfriends I've had and specific things that I've been through, but like, I'm not the girl in the video. Like I have it been in a super controlling brutal manipulative relationship but i know a lot of girls and friends of mine who have been so it's kind of like it's my experience fused with melding shit that like i see that i feel like doesn't get talked about so it's kind of like in a little bit of those so like that way i can kind of hide my own heartbreak in it but like but i also like the thing with hello there it's funny you bring that up because like the thing about hello there was and it's the line of that song. There's, this isn't a lesson in heartbreak, just mm-hmm. in how it fades. The whole point of like that album was colder than dark, which I mo- I wrote most of that album or that EP. It was like all of my pent up shit from the past four years where I wasn't writing music. And it was like colder than dark was like just basically all of these different stages of like grief and inner torment and death. It was like suicide, addiction, heartbreak, loss, mm-hmm. self-defeat. And, and and then it was like hello there it was like okay like we've written about all this stuff but it's like how do we make it different and it's like hello there was supposed to be like the what hello there because hell here was supposed to be like the hell here mm-hmm. and then hello there which is like a play off the words where you add the o and the t and it's hell here with a Oh. And a lot of people don't put that together some fucking how, even though we kind of blur out the E on the title of the album a little bit to try to give a hint. But like, hello there was supposed to be like you facing it and being like, I see you. Yeah. Like, your yep. demons, the twins are like supposed to represent all of that shit in your head. So like the black briar was like us facing you facing your demons and, and like in your own mind, the black briar was supposed to embody that. And so never knows best was supposed to be like this isn't a lesson of heartbreak just now it fades it was supposed to be a way of like recognizing what you were dealing with and overcoming it and walking away from it which is what the video was was the girl leaves the relationship at the end so i wanted that we wanted this album to be like yeah we'll make it about this stuff but it's going to be about lending perspective on the subjects rather than just reveling in the misery sure no and that makes a lot of sense yeah i um and that's that's a really cool way to approach it. I um, that's a really interesting way to approach it because, like, I kind of, I kind of, um, you know, writing lyrics, I always go into it personally. Very, um, I don't know if logical is the right way, but I always think of it in terms of like something that has happened 
Um, because I don't know, and I don't have anything against bands like this, but bands who like write about, you know, government corruption. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm not really that educated on the subject. So I kind of stay away from it. We have, we have one song. Do you really? Yeah. Broken window. Oh, is that what it's about? So broken window is about is the title is based off the Overton window. And do you know what that is? Overton window. No. I don't. So it's they, basically they, they, they like, don't. it's like, I'm trying, I'll put it in like the simplest terms for anyone else who's watching. So it's like, you look through, here's what is socially acceptable as like normal and okay. Okay. The window used to be here. Okay. And now it's like fucking way over here. And now it's just in the last four years, just fucking shattered. <laughs> so like the shit basically that like, it was like, these are things that like people are allowed to just think and do and say freely without any consequence. And people act like it's like, it's kind of like basically when people start comparing being a racist homophobic piece of shit and they try to call it a political opinion. That's what broken windows about. It's basically just illogical evil being masked as like a fair, like entitled stance or opinion you should be able to have. And how much it's just destroyed and ruining everything from like the planet to people's lives to like people in the, you know, the LGBTQT community to like all of that stuff. And it was, that's pretty much what the song's about was just like all, cause I remember when I was writing, I was just like, I want to write about things like and me and Chase really wrote that one together. Cause I was like, we wanted to write about things that really make us feel what makes mm-hmm. you angry. Like before I go was like people who just like shit on us and shit on us for no reason even though we were doing really good things and doing really well, they wanted to make everybody like hate us anyways. And it was like, you know, echoes from the gutter was about like the toxic like attitudes in the music scene where instead of helping each other, bands were always competing with each other and shitting yeah. on each other and just ruining the scene entirely, you know, and broken window. was like, what, what just pisses me off? I'm like, what makes me just fume? Like mm-hmm. to the point where I just want to fucking like punch walls. Like, and I was like, that's what I want to write about. And that's what me and Chase wrote about. And that song was just all of that shit. So that was like a super pissed off song. And it, it was that one song where it was a little political, but it wasn't because the whole point of the song was that none of this shit should have anything to do with politics. It, well, that's what I was going to say. So it, it is, but it isn't. I mean, a lot yeah, of, it, I, yeah, it, yeah, it shouldn't like, it shouldn't be politics that right. we should probably pick an energy source that doesn't kill the planet we all live on. Like that right. shouldn't be a political conversation. That should just be fucking common sense. And that's the kind of stuff that we wanted to write about was like, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be a polarizing subject. Right. Everything in that song we wrote about should not have two sides. Right. The entire planet should all be on the same side about everything we wrote about. And that was kind of the whole point was like this, like how is this even a subject of controversy? Like, just fucking let it go. Like, this doesn't right. matter to any, this doesn't matter. Like, like people are suffering and it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that was kind yeah. of what it was about. And like, otherwise, like, we, yeah, we're not Rage Against the Machine. Right. And like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so that, well, yeah, see, it's like, it's like for me, like, uh, there's so many like politicized issues that tend to all of a sudden become political with like, like like abortion like i don't know why that is a politicized thing when it should just of be religion like, yeah well exactly so, i mean yeah but Which it shouldn't be political either you know what i'm saying exactly. it's like <laughs> that's, what I'm that's that's just weird but what, what i was getting i mean i don't have anything against that like if people want to do, i mean like hey you write about your songs whatever you want to do just for me personally i just don't feel like equipped enough to like comment on you know like 
like write a song about Watergate. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, well that's the thing though, is like, you know, some bands, their whole band is their outlet yeah. to share their thoughts on those subjects. Like, yeah. you know, Fever 333 is a good example. You know, they're very, they're very social injustice mm. based, you know, and they're like, that band's a force of nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you hear that passion and that anger. And when you relate to it, that's what music is. And I think like, it depends on how you're doing it and what you're going about and like why you're doing it. And I, and I, uh, because I'm not a political band guy either. Like I don't subscribe, like, I don't like, uh, is it straight from the path I'm thinking of? Yep. Probably. They're really a political, but yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I don't listen. Like I don't like enjoy that kind of music. I might agree with or not agree with this and that message, but right. But yeah, it's like, you know, like the line in a broken window where it's like shatter the horizon, rip the earth from the sky is mm. a metaphor for separating church and state. Okay. Like it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like, yo, it's like, sure. Like Robbie's, Robbie's religious. Like Robbie has a fucking cross necklace. He wears it in a lot of our promos, like, but he's not a fucking, but he doesn't hate gay people. And he doesn't right. like, no, Westboro. His opinions. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't force his opinions in everybody. He isn't anti-abortion. Like he doesn't believe in all these arbitrary things that are in the fucking, like, no, that right. don't. That you know, it's like that's the whole point. It's like for be religious, right? But your religion, like my imaginary friend, doesn't control what you do with your life, and yours doesn't control mine. Like that's kind yeah. of you know what I'm saying. Like right. however you want to, however insensitive that may have sounded. Like if I was gonna tell you that I read a book and now I believe that this guy in the sky dictates my whole life, like why the fuck should that affect you? Yeah, like and that's what I'm saying. And that was the whole point. It's like believe whatever you want. That's great. That's why we live in America but that's your belief and it's not my problem. Exactly. And that's, and that's, and that's how I feel about it. Like, and that's really yeah. what it is. No. And I think that's a good, good way to put it. And like, for me with a religion, I've always thought of it cause I'm not like a religious person or anything, but I've always thought the one thing about religion I've always really liked is that people use it um, as a way to cope with uh, tragic events. Like uh, yeah. a, a friend of mine, um, his aunt, you know, their three-year-old daughter passed away from brain cancer. I mean, horrible, you know, and um, they're very religious people and they relied on their church and their community and God and to really help them through that. And I think that that is awesome. I mean, I think that that is really what I, what I feel religion is all about is having yeah. that kind of medium to help you through struggle. And I used to be religious. Like when oh, I was really? younger, I, I went to youth group and shit. And then like there one day I woke up and I started poking holes in the plot. And I just like, suddenly it didn't make sense to me anymore. And I walked Did you watch veggie tales. Did you watch veggie tales? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Fucking green beans. Let's go. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, I still drive by, like there's a church down the street for me and like, they have like right now they have, um, they have a food bank set up for people who are having trouble during COVID. And like, they have little dudes out in the cold, the signs, the free food signs, like, and I'm always just waving at them. Like, I mean, like there, there's good people everywhere, you know, it's just like, but at the end of the day, it's just like, there's, it sucks because religion is just the source of so much like horrible shit in the world. Like so much death, murder and, division is because of religion it's because people can't just sit at home and worship their god in peace and not try to shove it into places it doesn't belong into other people's lives and that's really what it is it's like everyone should be entitled to their belief and their faith and everyone should have it respected but like no one should have to give a shit about what anybody else believes 
Right. And it doesn't actually, it shouldn't impact anyone else's lives. And right. it sh- definitely shouldn't impact the government. No, <laughs> like, and that's kind of, and that's it. That's all it is. Like, and that's right. what I'm saying. Like that should not be a, and that over, it shouldn't be a subject of controversy. That should be a very clear cut thing where it's like, yes, everyone believe exactly what you want to believe. And if you don't want to have an abortion, no one has to have an abortion if right. they don't want to, but you right. don't get to tell other people what they can't do. Exactly. And that's it. Yeah. And that's all it is. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why that has to be a fucking thing, you know? And it's like, right. And like, 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 <laughs> gay, like gay marriage, like I'm, I'm heterosexual. Like I, I, and I mean this in the nicest way. Like, I don't care. I mean, like I, I go, I don't care. Like what would I care? And there's people who like care. And I'm like, what? Like go yeah. like get a hobby like form yeah, a metal. Yeah. I, I just you don't know? understand like how you wake up and you're like, yo, bro. It's like you have like so such a limited amount of time on this yeah. fucking planet, and you're gonna like go watch the entire Marvel universe. You're gonna get way more pleasure out of it than you are like yelling at gay people on Facebook. Like I don't understand. I I always make the joke. I'm like these people like like people like that or who are like very like into something weird. Like no, I shouldn't say something weird, but like something that's just like so like like doesn't affect your day-to-day life, but you take such a stand to go against it. I'm like, I always make the joke, like they need to form a metal core band because they'll have no time for that anymore. I yeah, mean, I know. I know. <laughs> That's something you can always tell. I know I would say this. You can always tell that if someone's band isn't doing shit by how much they post on Facebook, like it's just, <laughs> it's like, it's always like the person with like the biggest fucking mouth who never shuts the fuck up. And I'm like, I mean, you guys aren't doing much these days, huh? I think I know what you're talking about. Um, you got a little, t- I, I, you got a, you got a little too much time. No, but it's like, but it's just like I, I just, yeah. I mean, it's I. Why can't we all just like? And it sucks too because most of these people don't like if they just met each other face to face and just yeah. looked at each other like people. Yep. They'd see. Yep. The, how horrible what they're saying is because they'd see like. And, and that's what it is. It's like, and I think the internet has a lot to do with it. These oh, absolutely. Granted, granted, bigotry has always existed. Like, right. I never, don't pretend, but it's like Facebook has given people a voice to basically, like, you can literally type a sentence and hit enter and walk away from your computer. And that action can destroy someone's life. Yeah. And that's what the internet has become. It's, and it's, it's like, and that's where bizarre, this, and then yeah. you get into the controversy of cancel culture, which I'm not even going to talk about because there's some people who think like, it's like, if you don't support cancel culture, it's because you support people who are bad. And it's like, it's not about that. It's like, I just feel like there's too much power in the voice of the internet. And it's gotten at like, and I think it's been used for a lot of good, but there's been collateral damage and right. people have been, affected for life exactly have done nothing wrong yep and no one cares because it's like it's like there's got to be a fucking like okay if you're gonna like catch tuna stop catching the dolphins and killing them too you know it's like yeah well it it goes goes going back to what you're saying about you know with social media what i notice all the time too is that there tends to be you know the minority with the largest voice who really like like, for example, you'll have on one side people wanting to, you know, cancel a type of math because it's racist. And I'm like, really? Like, I mean, like, is this really like the like the hill you want to die on? Like, it, it, like or from the other side, it's like, uh, like, like, you know, like abortions or like, or what do they mean? Uh, the, why, why do they got to go use whatever bathroom they want? You know, or, or something like that. And it's like, there's like these weird things where it's like, 
these people die on this hill and they have a loud enough voice that it makes the opposing sides hate each other and use that example as the overarching symbolism for who they I know. are. And then, and then you have entire movements based around like, oh, I don't want, I don't want trans people using the same bathroom. It's, it's like, bro, you know what? You know what a unisex bathroom is? The bathroom in your house. Like, fucking get over it. Like, it's just... That's like, a great... I've never heard anybody say that. That's a great point. I mean, granted, you don't have strangers, but I get I get what you mean, though. That's a really But there's just... Point. There's a level of, like, logic that is just gone. Right. On the I, internet. And it's yeah. just like... It's like that basic... And what I've noticed is you can tell the people who genuinely care about an issue and want to be educated right. and the people who just want to find anything they can right. to support their echo chamber right and will ignore right. anything that contradicts it even if it's factual and unfortunately due to someone i'm not going to name oh boy like over the past couple years it's like it is now the overton window has now shifted to the point where now if like every expert on the fucking planet who studied something for 40, 40 years tells you something's true, if you don't like it, you can just be like, it's not true. And that's yeah. now a stance. And like, that is now what we're up against. And that is why the country's so divided. You know what I mean? It's like, because now it's like people can just basically look facts square in the face and be like, I don't like it. Yeah. Like, well, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, well, I gotta say though, I mean, I, I'm watching this show called The Blacklist right now, which is all about like a lot of great different. show, dude. I fucking love this show. So that show, that show, I love the, how you just went into like geek mode. You're yeah, like, oh, I, you want to talk about James James Spader? Dude, that show though has made me. I'm like, what if everything is fake? I mean, what if? This show has made me kind of think like, hmm, what's going on? Is Fauci actually part of the cabal? What's going on here? You know. <laughs> I know and then you think of it but then like it's funny and then you just like listen to the dude in interviews and it's just like and then you really think about it and you see the like the the press conference videos where he's just like standing there and it's just like then he's like he's just this old dude he's been doing his job his whole life and then this fucking maniac comes along who's just like yeah no I don't like that and like he and he's just and he's just there just like just fucking like, bro, it's like, I'm just trying to like say, like stop this fucking virus and you won't let me in. Like, I'm just too old for this shit. And like, what is happening? Like, and you just realize that it is what it is. And it's just like, dude, like the second people, I can't even, I don't, this is all, this is not a good rabbit hole to go down. Cause like the second you start doubting scientists, like at that level, shit gets like sci-fi movie scary yeah and it, it you know it's it's it, it, what's so weird to me too and i've it's like kind of like a like um a uh you know kind of like a hindsight right but i'm like, I'm like like now that we started like wearing masks you know in a day-to-day -day life i'm like why why weren't we doing this before like if i got the no, cold i totally agree <laughs> dude i this is the first this is the first winter i didn't get a cold at all Dude, I, I usually get that sick. You know, like that one time you get like really sick. Yeah, it every didn't happen. year. Didn't happen. No, I didn't know. And it's like, and it's just made me think how every time I've flown on a plane, I've gotten sick. And I used to fucking like be like, man, these Chinese people wearing masks everywhere are weird. I'm like, no, they're just fucking smarter than us. Yeah. Like, it's just like, and it's like, I, I will be wearing a mask. Like every time I fly probably for the rest of my life. Cause I've gotten sick every time I've been on a plane. Really? Like, yeah. I will, I, oh yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, I just... I was already, I mean, I already like, there's some things, there's a lot of things about masks that I love. 
Like it's like well, uh, no one can tell how much I hate them when I'm talking to them. Dude, like I, no one I can tell. Not, yeah, I love. No the, one, I love like the. There's like, like I'm at work, just like have a nice yeah. day. <laughs> oh, like it's just oh, like fuck it's like, you, it's like you motherfucker. Like, but it's <laughs> and, and it's like people aren't fucking breathing on me and standing near me. I mean, some people are because they're idiots and don't give a fuck. But like, right? It's just like I don't like. It's like yeah, like back the fuck up. We'll like, go. <laughs> Going back to your your bathroom example, I always say like you know there's and there, there's people who get mad about wearing a mask at Walmart, and I'm like, listen, if Walmart tells me to wear them, I'll wear the mask. Like, I, and I wear the mask anyway, but I'm not gonna be like like throwing a hissy fit. But I'm like, they tell you to wear a shirt, you wear a shirt in there. What what's the difference? Well, I I think yeah, don't even get me started. As some okay, here's here's like I don't get to bitch about this on the internet because like I usually like to separate. I don't shit where I eat, and I keep like work and the band and all that separate. But like as someone who works in a retail environment the fucking cognitive dissonance that I have to witness on a daily basis over the mask thing. You don't even know. Like, it's just like these, it's like they really don't get that. Like they don't need to be at the mall. They don't need to be shopping. They don't need to be anywhere. It's not like do or die. They really think that they're entitled to be able to go wherever they want, do whatever they want in anybody's business or place of business and that they shouldn't have to follow. It's like, that, like they just want, like, like, it's. I literally had one dude just like walk straight into the fucking store, and he's like not wearing a mask, and I'm like, bro, can you put your mask on? And he's like, I have a health condition. And I'm like, is it that you can't fucking read because there's a sign that says you have to wear a mask? And I, it's just like, it's like, oh yeah, it's like yeah, it's like, and I'm like, I and I, I literally have face shields, like plastic face shields, because I have them just in case someone really can't wear a mask. Right. Like, oh, my doctor says I can't wear masks. I'm like, did your doctor tell you with your high risk condition to go fucking shopping at the mall? Like, go shop online, you idiot. Like, it's like, it's like, yeah, he was like, yeah, I don't have to wear a mask. So my doctor recommended that I go expose myself and walk around like a fucking plague rat. Like, it's just like, and then, and then the dude, like, you're discriminating against people with medical conditions. And I was like, dude, I tried to give you a face shield. Like, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like, you just want to be a piece of shit. I don't care. Like, I, it's just ridiculous. It, and see, it, and it's, and it's funny because you have that end, but then, it, and then, then there are the people who, like, there's a, there's a, it's weird, man, because it's like, there's a part of it where it's like people, like, will, will wear one, they'll take a stand. And then there's also the end where it's like, They'll, the people will never tell you to take off the mask. Like me personally, right? Like if I walk through Walmart without a mask, I think I'd be okay. But why not just wear the goddamn thing and be, you know, just. Well, no, and it's like people, people think because they're bored of the pandemic that it's just over for them. Like it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's still here. Like you don't get to just decide to be bored of it. It's like these people in like grocery stores and all this shit, like they have to be at work. Right. And like, they their safety hinges on you following these things and it's like if there's a one percent chance that you just like you don't need to be at the mall so if you really gotta go get something that you're gonna fucking die without can you just follow the policy for the five minutes you're in there and if you're and like people get pissed i was like oh i can't bring my drink in here and i can't drink my drink it's like no because it's not a fucking lounge we're in a pandemic people are dying by the thousands like buy your fucking pants and go home. Like it, like you don't need to have your coffee and sip it around and hang out. Like, it's just like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't just, even, it's, it's very bizarre. I have a medical condition. Sweet. It's called zoomies.com. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. It's a very, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it, it's, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, if you want to be a plague rat, go be one out there. But like in the walls, of, that's what I'm saying though. It's like, 
whatever you think, whatever you believe, whatever your excuses, whatever your reasoning is, whatever your logic or lack thereof is, if you go into someone else's fucking business, you don't get a choice. Right. If you want to be in here, you play by the rules. So right. if you're going to go in here, this is yeah. the rules of the establishment. Right. I don't care what you think your rights are. They don't matter to me. Like, it's like, you, like you're, if you yeah, want to be in, in here, you're not business. breathing all over my whole staff. That's what you're going to do. So it's like, come, take it or leave it. Like, you have two choices and neither of them are you coming in here without your mask on. Like, right. I don't know why that's so hard. And it's grown adults yeah. all the time doing this shit. Like, yeah. I'm like, you pay taxes, you breed, you reproduce, which is terrifying. But you can't grasp, like, like it's easier to potty train a two-year-old than to get these fucking 40-year-old, like, idiots to just... Throw on a goddamn... Oh, yeah, just go yeah. buy our shit and go home. Like, I don't know. I mean, listen, I've always wanted to sit in a Buffalo Wild Wings naked, but I'm not allowed. You know, I mean, that's just the way that yeah, it is. And they're like, well, I have the right, and I'm an American, and this is discrimination because I can't be naked in Buffalo Wild Wings. And that is the argument I get on a daily basis on why they shouldn't have to wear a mask. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, I, I, I mean, listen, I... Again, I just I just try to think of stuff logically. Like on one hand, I think I'll, I think I'd be fine, but I'm gonna wear it because it's just the right thing to do. My girlfriend is immunocompromised. Like I'm not just gonna be like I'm not gonna like storm the Capitol building, you know? Like oh, I got a goddamn I got a goddamn right to do this, you know? I mean that's just ridiculous. I mean, but then at the same time though, do you think that there's gonna come a time when they say, okay, now's the day? You can take off the masks if you want. Go ahead. Because I've always thought about that. I'm like, is that ever going to come? Or is it just going to kind of be like a, it, it whittles away and there's going to be still people who will wear I mean, what do you think? I mean, I'm, I think I've learned the value of them. And yeah. I'm probably going to uh, always, yeah. I'll, I'll probably carry one with me for the rest of my life. Me too. I go. me too. Um, I think it's going to be whittled away. And I think mainly because of the same reason we're still in the pandemic now is that we can only walk as fast as our society's slowest person. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the slowest people can't just fucking get it together and like come together, stop breaking the fucking rules and beat this thing. Right. So we can go back to normal. And that's what it's like. If everybody could just like, if we didn't have like 40% of the country believing conspiracy theories, we might have shows back by now. And it's yeah. just like, and, it, you know, and granted, a lot of it has to do with like rolling up a vaccine and then you have like, but it's like, I mean, I don't know, man, I think that question will be answered by how resistant people are to like getting vaccinated and just because mm-hmm. it's like, ultimately, like, more than not more than more people than not have to be like vaccinated for this to actually work. Right. Cause it has to be an accumulative thing. So it's like, if you have like, you know, I still know like people who are like, like dipshits who won't get the flu shot. Like, you know, so it's like, I don't really know, but I mean, luckily enough people get the flu shot that like, we're good, but people still get the flu. Right. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and then people are like, well, I got the flu shot and then I got the flu anyways. And so I, now I don't get it. And I'm like, sweet. So you realize that because you didn't get it now, the regular flu can gestate inside you and evolve until it's too strong for the people who have the flu shot and then they can still get it. But it's like, Oh, you don't know that because you don't care. Cause you didn't read about it. You just thought you were smart because you read something on fucking YouTube or something. You know, it's like, that's the, it's like, that's the shit. And like, as long as we're dealing with that, dude, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, it's just like, and I don't know everything, but I know like, but the fact that like basic common sense eludes most people doesn't give me a whole lot of optimism 
And I think that's where I think it's going to be a whittled away thing where slowly over time, people will kind of come around and shit will start to come back. And I think you'll still get people getting sick here and there. Yeah. Hopefully it's really hard. I think it just depends on how many people like rally together to just be human beings and just do this thing. Yeah. And by the way, we should preface this Tyler, neither Tyler or I or our scientists. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not, you know, so this is all just, you know, speculation. I mean, maybe Tyler does double as a scientist that I'm not aware of. I mean, maybe, no. maybe yeah. Yeah. that's why I stopped posting Facebook statuses about this stuff. Yeah. It's like, I'm not trying to like, because like everyone who doesn't like something I say is going to argue with me for four hours, whether they know what they're talking about or not. Right. So it's like, and I don't talk, but it's like, I can just say from someone who's just like not gotten COVID. I haven't either. Yeah. And, and I've like, and I follow the rules and I'm safe and I don't fuck around with it. And I don't hang out with a bunch of people. And I know plenty of people who have, I just lost a family member who got it like last week. It's like, it's not real. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not made up. It's just like, and that's the thing. It's like, I think a lot of people think like, because a couple people got it and it wasn't that bad that it's just not that bad. Well, and I think that's a lot, that's a lot yeah. of it too. And, but it doesn't really matter. I think for yeah. me, it's just like, how much do you care about your fellow man and how much do you care about just having life go back to normal? And like, what are you willing to sacrifice for the maybe small chance that it works and things go back to normal? Like, cause I mean, obviously it's been a year now. It hasn't ended. So it's whatever you're doing, isn't working. So maybe let's try it. Just give like, maybe, maybe you don't like it. Maybe it works. I just want to play a fucking show. So this yeah, is where a fucking mask. Absolutely. Yeah. This like, like I think that's where else is all. This is where this is all going. Like, yeah, I, you know, boils down to yeah. Yeah, it's and it's just like like who like, it, you're in the pandemic whether you like it or not. So it's like who cares. That that's what I mean. I'm like it's like it's we're like, here. It's like we're here. It's like I like look at like I like it's like you have a hand of cards this is the hand that we're dealt with. Why not just try to fucking win the hand? I mean, like, seriously, I mean, no, I don't. I mean, like, we're like, what has, what has not wearing a mask accomplished? I mean, yeah. I like, I mean, nothing. I mean, like just the, the the resistance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like I'm standing up against oppression. I'm like, bro, it's like, and then you have like white people using the word oppression, which is just a whole other fucking like, like, dude, I just, it just goes like the window. I just, just, (laughs) it's the fucking window, dude. I just don't know why people just can't be more of the mindset. If they're like, you know, listen, I'm a 25, I'm 28, but I'm saying, you know, for example, uh, I'm a 25 year old guy. If I got COVID, I'd probably be okay. But like, that's not the same for everybody else. So why not just wear the mask at Walmart and shut the fuck up? I mean, Caleb from no, I have seen like had it doesn't have it anymore. And like, it's been weeks now and he still can't smell it. He still has a sense of smell back. Yeah. I don't want that. I've heard that that is like one of the, like the very lingering yeah. side effects. No, like, I don't want to, like, do you want to, like, okay, yeah, you might be fine, but you might never fucking taste or smell anything again. Is that really worth you dying on the hill? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. maybe like one of us gets it and uh, we get lung damage and we can never perform again. That's what I think about all the time. Yeah. Oh. Like, Robbie's, yeah. Robbie's partner works in a hospital and, like, no, they're telling, there's, there's some people who are asymptomatic that don't have any symptoms. And their lungs are just getting like annihilated, annihilated, and they don't even know it. It's like, 
It's like, that's a shit. It's like, if there's a 1% chance it's going to happen, I'm going to bank on the 1%, not the 99, not the other. Like, it's, I'm going to like. It's just not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth the risk, man. It's it, like, it, the, like, this will pass. Right. And, and I want to, and I want to pass without COVID. <laughs> like, right. and, and thankfully we're in good areas. I mean, compared to other States, you know, in terms yeah. of cases, like, and like Texas, especially you, you. Does any, I don't think anybody's had COVID in Vermont since uh, October. No, I'm kidding, obviously, but it's no, like, we, it's very we, good. we had, we had really good numbers, but the problem is, is like every time there's like a Halloween or new year's, a bunch of morons get COVID. Uh, uh, true. People, people can't not have parties. Like it's like, yeah. they can't. I've always said that Burlington, because I got all, all my tattoos were done in Burlington. And I've always said. I didn't know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Where you go? Uh, Moose Tattoo. Well, it, 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 Moose Tattoos is the name of it. Yeah. I think that's the name of his shop. So they might have changed it, but I believe it's called Moose Tattoos. It's down near, like, I always call it, there's like a like this red coffee house. And it's like right above that, like down towards near the end of Church Street. Um it's like I'm like blown away that I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's like okay, so like you're walking if you're walking south on Church Street to your left, there's like this this restaurant that is like there was outdoor seating and then there's like a patio seating area that's closed in, and then it's also um it's across from like a big white church looking kind of building on the right. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I just didn't know. I don't know how I didn't hear a moose tattoo, but no, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, I go there, and I've always said that Burlington Man looks like a but. It looks like a time capsule of the 1970s. I mean, that's like literally like everybody's yeah. wearing like flannels and everything, and uh, everything in Vermont is like old. Yeah, it's it's like, like so interesting. It's, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a blast from the past, but. Listen, man, I've had a really great time talking to you, but I do want to get you out on one other thing because you you brought up conspiracy theories, and I always like a good conspiracy theory. What is like one conspiracy theory that you're like, oh fuck yeah, that's true? I mean, I don't really believe any conspiracy theories because really? oh, I like to okay. think I like to think I'm above that. But okay, I mean, if this counts as a conspiracy theory. I 100% believe that, like, the government knows about UFOs and aliens. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, dude. Okay, so I'll give you a guy, if you want to get down that rabbit hole a little bit more that you can kind of look into, Bob Lazar. Have you ever heard of this man? No, but send me the link. But, no, like, I, I, I think that it's more so, like, that's, like, I feel like not, like, so I'm very, I'm a very factual, like. Yes, person like with yep. everything and i feel like that's like how i, I try I like that's you have to be especially with like any landscape but it's like i don't need proof of aliens to know that the odds of them not being real are so astronomical sure. yep. that it's just like it's kind of like having a cup full of water and just being like yeah there's no way anything lives in the ocean because right. there's nothing in this cup Right. It's like, you know, I, it's, and it's, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's just like too much for none of it to be true. Well, exactly. And so I'll give you the, the cliff notes on this guy and I'll send you this stuff. But essentially, this guy, he is a, he was, he's a scientist um, who was back in like the 80s was recruited to go work at this site near Area 51. Is it Area 51 or Area 52? Area yeah. 52. I, used to, I used to live in Las Vegas. That's where my old band was. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I actually, I went well, to, I'll, I'll DM you about this, but I actually have some stories from a dude who's a firefighter at Area 51, I can tell you. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, that'd be really cool. But he, <laughs> so this guy, he used to work there at like a, a site near called S4, and he was recruited, he says, to back engineer like crafts that the, the government had discovered that they have no idea what they are. Um, and he goes into a lot of detail about it. He's one of those guys who's got like a very consistent story for like 30 years at this point. Um, he he said that the the crafts were powered by an element 115, which was officially discovered in 2013. I mean, it's very believable shit. I mean, a lot of people say he's full of shit, but I I, I believe him. Like I believe him, and I think that if you're interested in that sort of that's the guy that I, I would direct you towards. Um, like, cause like for me, I really believe JFK was killed by the government. That is one that I'm like sold on. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I guess, see, I don't think, see, I guess to me that doesn't set that for me, that doesn't, I don't know if I guess it doesn't count as a conspiracy theory theory because it just feels like it has to be true. <laughs> like every time someone goes into the book of the presidency who actually wants to do good things, something bad happens. Exactly. No. So, yeah. So I will preface it by saying like when I, cause I think when people hear conspiracy theory, they think like, you Q-Nan. know, Katie, Katie Perry is that girl, John Benet Ramsey was killed in Colorado. Well, I think, I think Q-Nan, of like, exactly. I think of like QAnon and like chemtrails and fucking yeah. like, you know, Five the yeah. plan, pandemic and oh there's microchips in yeah. the vaccine and like. See, the thing, the thing with QAnon, man, is that it's like for as crazy as those motherfuckers are and they're fucking batshit crazy, there's like probably somewhere in there like 0.0001% of truth that will never be discovered because they're all fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> like It doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I, like, I, like, I don't know if there's a bunch of skeletons outside Epstein's island, but I know Jeffrey Epstein did all of this shit the fucking right. thing about shit like that is everyone knows it right but the government won't do anything about it and it's really yeah, fucking man weird. it's well yeah because i mean there's a lot of things with him like he was like a, a ci and stuff like a confidential informant and like it, it's crazy man because there, you know that guy alex jones who i'm sure you're aware of that dude uh, is crazy yeah well well he he is he's he's another guy he's crazy but like he had the information on Epstein years ago and nobody gave it any credence because he says crazy shit like Sandy Hook was all crisis actors. I mean, you know, well, so that's what I'm saying. like when you cry bullshit, no one's going to believe you when you actually say something true. And the problem yeah. with all these fucking whack jobs is like <laughs> they'll cling to the one time they were right about something as if it justifies the 50 times they were wrong. That's very true. And it's like and that's like our political climate right now. Yeah. Like they'll it'll yeah. be like. Like how many fucking times it's like, it's like the Hillary's email thing. It's like, no one cares about fucking Hillary Clinton, bro. Like, like we're, we're like in like an election four years later and people are like, well, what about Hillary? Well, what about Obama? It's like, no one gives a fuck about well, them. They're not here. Like they're not like, it's like people wearing Trump, like Trump flags. Trump's not the president. He's gone. Like he doesn't, he's not a politician. He's not, he never was like, he's gone. Like it's not, relevant anymore like who gives a fuck like stop bringing up in four years it's like stop bringing back i know it's yeah oh god i don't even dude (laughs) 
Just don't. Just don't. Just don't. The Patriot Party. I already saw. I'm not. I already saw. I already lived through the Empire. I'm not ready for the First Order. Like, like I'm just. But it's like, dude. It's it's like. But it's like, get over it. Like I've never in my life seen anyone flying a flag of someone who wasn't the president anymore. But I do know. Dude, it's. It's, it's just weird. It's like that's not normal behavior. I don't care what side you're on. Like it's just like it's weird. It's just weird. It's weird times we live in. Yep. And it's fucking. There's a disconnect. Yep. And it's I, and it's scary. Like, <laughs> dude, it, it, I, I, I know. I'll let you get out of here. But I was just gonna say, like when when Trump was first starting to come around, man, I was like. This is fucking insane. Like, but like for like a like a television like point of view, I was like, this is like, I mean, he was up there telling Jeb Bush that his brother killed. I was like, what? Yeah, when he was when he was dude, when he was like ah, uh, like making fun of the disabled guy, I was like, well, it's over now. And well, then so, like, little I, did I know, like, oh, that wasn't the first thing or the last thing he was gonna get away with that would have ruined anybody else's career. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's the that's that's the problem because I think somebody like Trump without all the bullshit like without all the like the really like the bad shit like you know making fun of the disabled part and just all the, the like a guy like that if if you had like a person who was it might be difficult to be normal and also kind of be like that kind of poignant with your message but if there was somebody like that that would that's what will really rock the boat i think but when you're a fucking jackass the other 98 percent of the time yeah your message gets it's it's gone yeah and and i think like and I say this, like, I'm careful choosing my words here. Like, I could almost see if it wasn't for, like, the obvious, like, relentless, psychotic, moronic shit that he was pulling every day. Yep. I could almost see how a susceptible conservative could maybe rally behind his, like, not being afraid to just, yeah, like this, yeah. and we care about this, so fuck yeah, we want right. to do this, and, like, and to some end, like, if I was just, like, if I was gullible, I could totally understand that. Right. But, like, I don't understand how anybody with, like, an average IQ watched all of that shit and was, like, I'm still in. Like, I'm still, <laughs> like, I'm still here for it. Like, I just don't, I just don't. And that's, and I don't really care yeah. who knows that. Like, <laughs> no, well, he, I mean, he's, he was literally, he's like a, he's like a WWE guy. I mean, like, he's literally like a, like a wrestler, like that, like, he's just like, it's just like this weird. And like, my thing with him, man, I was like, man, and like, like Biden's a meme too. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, it's like, there's plenty, it, there's plenty of shit about that where it's just like, holy shit like like it's like, like smelling people and whatever like this is what we got now too but it's like i think the fact that like as awful as that is that it seemed so good and relieving compared to the last thing just tells right. you about the bigger picture yeah no it's let's, true. we just leave it at that you know it's like and without yeah. i don't i don't want to get all like political and like, no i know i know but, it, but yeah but you know it, but yeah it's just it's just weird it's just I just never thought in my life I would be living in America and be watching Star Wars and be like, holy shit, like, this is what the empire, this is how it started. Holy fuck, I'm the rebels. 
that sucks. Ugh. Like, I was just like, it's cool when they're like the heroes. It's bad when you realize that they're like the rebels were terrorists. Like if like I, if I rebel against the empire, I'm a terror, like, like Trump's the empire. This is exactly like Star Wars. Like what the fuck? What the fuck? Like that was the, that was what was going through my head. Right. I'm watching movies that have been like trying to educate me on these dynamics my whole life, but I never really got it until I was seeing it firsthand in my own like backyard when i'm just like i'm watching like the mandalorian and the guy's just like people want order and he's just like long live the empire and then like i'm just like bro this dude I've, i'm I'm just like in my head i just see the magic hat just like like on his head like and i'm just like i'm just like holy shit this is like george lucas knew like it's like you know it's like dude, yeah it's, it's weird it's crazy man i i i i always chalk these conversations up to the the human experience because what i've always said i'm like man these past you know whatever you want to say four or five years at this point have been the ultimate people watching experiences i mean it's like it has just been it's been objectively absurd yes like it's like if this were a television show, it would draw ratings, but it's real life, you know? No, and that, and that's what I'm saying, dude, is like it literally got to – I knew shit was crazy when it got to a point where I couldn't tell Onion articles from real news anymore. <laughs> and, and, I'm not, and I'm not joking, like, when I say that. Like, I genuinely would see a headline and be like, oh, this is a satirical article – Right. And it'd be like, oh no, Trump's actually said that. <laughs> it's like, and like five minutes later, and I'm just like, what? And then, and then I'm supposed to take that and try to like reserve myself to a point where I respect it, like it's some kind of normal opinion to believe. And that was where like I'm at, where it was just like it was. That was where it's been the past couple of years, where I was just like, I don't even know what I'm seeing anymore and it sucks because like some of the best years of my life with a saving advice were like during the first couple of years of all that because yeah. i kind of just tuned it all out because i like didn't know what to do and then i just found myself becoming more and more aware and educated and there's all the riots and everything and all the mm. stuff that happened and the, the black lives matter movement and then like i kind of realized how like coddled i was by the fact that like i was able to ignore it right and then I kind of started to and then I like got really scared about like and I was like man like I'm so comfortable because like I've never I'm not the people on the other end of this like you're a white dude in Vermont man yeah so it's like and then it kind of made and then it just made me more angry once I realized that I started putting myself in the people's shoes who are really hurt by what's been going on and then it really made me feel like it's like I can't just respect the shit as another opinion anymore because it's hurting people right it's hurting me and then that was kind of what and like i and like i and i don't know what's going to happen now i don't know what's going to happen next i hope it's better i mean i don't really trust that it will be but like yeah it's just like it's a mess and like i hope that uh you know i hope that everybody can just at some point wake up to what matters and put the like stupid shit aside so we can all just kind of like be people Right. And I, and I, and and listen, man, I think that's a great way to to kind of end this podcast here. This was, this was awesome, man. And listen, I think with all that being said, a lot of people interpret as political, but what I really think it is, is that what I like to believe it all ties into is that we're all, we all come from different, there's there's different ways to skin a cat, right? We all come from different like areas of the world, different areas of the country. But I think that if we just spent more time, 
kind of learning because i mean i'm ignorant to a lot of stuff i mean i'm a white dude from new hampshire you know like i understand like i'm very ignorant to a lot of stuff that i know that i need to be more educated on like for example like you know but, but like, knowing that and saying that is like the biggest step forward to anything and that's i right. think it's a huge yeah right. and i and i think that if a lot of people were more like that i mean listen there's gonna always be outliers there's gonna be crazy wacky wackadoodle shit on both sides but i you know just basic fundamental just you know, you know, cause like, I don't know a lot of stuff about, you know, the, the, you know, non-binary community. I'm very ignorant. I just don't know. I mean, I, but I would like to love to learn, but I don't know. And I think that if a lot more people, you know, are kind of like, kind of like you as well, like, you know, kind of, you know, uh, realizing like, okay, this is my situation. But what about, you know, um, you know, a, a Mexican person from Arizona, you know, what's their life like, you know, like yeah. something like that. And I, and I think, that's kind of how it all ties back in. And I think that's why our scene is, is awesome. Cause I, I like to believe a lot of people accept each other. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's obviously, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's really big voices in our scene for like unity. And like, I, I feel like it, there's no tolerance for the, the bad shit. And I, right. I, I do believe that. And we've seen that over the pandemic, a lot of people have gotten, Oh yeah. Well, called to account you know and no, uh, one, of the, one of them featured on one of our songs so i, I know it all too well oh yeah i wasn't gonna bring that up when you <laughs> dropped his name earlier because i didn't want to like but yeah that was rough but i mean yeah i mean it's like uh i think that things are uh i think people a lot of people have been educated and woken up to all this i mean like one of the reasons i'm on like meds for anxiety and depression now like i just started recently was because like i was in this weird point after all this time where like I was at this point where I literally was like loathing the fact that I like had things because I couldn't stop thinking about all of these people in the world and like people who are like in worse situations than me in the country were just like, like these people are scraping by and just deal, just trying to live and exist and getting shit on and can, you know, being like marginalized and all this shit. And then it was just like, I started to feel just like anxious about just like, Oh man, like, really putting myself in that position in my head of like being like, I don't really know what that's like. Like I will never understand what that's like to just live in a perpetual fight or flight situation because of the color of my skin or because of like where I was born or all this stuff. And it was just like, I, it's, and it's like, I think that it's an awareness that it, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of people don't want to be awakened to that because it's going to pop their little bubble and it does pop your bubble and it sucks. Yeah. But I feel like it makes you, you, it's like this veil gets lifted. I don't know, but I, 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 I think I'm better for it as much as like, it's really put things in perspective for me, you know, mm -hmm. recently. And I, like, I, I used to consider myself an ally to like all of these causes. And like, I didn't even realize how much I didn't know until like maybe the last year or so. Yeah. And, and, and that's a great point. I mean, a lot of stuff, cause you know, you know, just the way that I grew up with drug addicts and everything, I used to think people were scumbag. I mean, like, so like any shred of like, like I was preconditioned to think that if somebody's, you know, on welfare, they're a scumbag. I mean, that's just kind of how I No, no, up. you know, it's yeah. like, and it's like, it's, and that's all part of just like, it's just America. Like, it's just yeah. how it's like, we're, how things are viewed to us. And it's a, uh, it's cool. I think what's cool is that the music, especially the music community that we're in. Yeah. I feel like, has a very strong voice for bringing all that stuff to light yep. and like making people aware of it and making people accountable. And like, I think what's cool is like, you know, obviously gatekeeping sucks 
but it's cool. And granted, I do think cancel culture. I think that there's people who get shot in the crossfire. Yep. Didn't deserve it. And there's people who get their lives ruined who maybe shouldn't have. And I think it goes too far. And I think a lot of the people who engage in it are just vultures looking who have, who have skeletons in their closet who are just looking to pick someone else's bones. hundred percent. But having said that, I think that like it has made a community where like people who are not willing to be educated cannot be allowed to thrive and aren't allowed to be a part of it. And I think that's good. Yeah, you know, and it's I like, and yeah, you either you either grow the fuck up, or you're not going to play a show. Like, you know, no, it, I, it's cool. I totally agree. I and and you know, it's one of those things, man, where I think that's important. I think for for me, one of the things that I kind of see and that I kind of, I guess struggle with is when people kind of um you know stop listening to a band because of a member being bad and i and that's something that i i think about a lot um and that's maybe another topic well, for well, no no and that, that, that probably is another topic but i understand what you're saying like it would suck for like you know this you like what goes into being in a band yeah like that whole band put that sacrifice to everything to yeah. put everything into this band and then you know maybe they you know they had no idea and that one member did something and now that whole band's career, everything that they worked for yep. is ruined because everyone condemns all of them. Yeah. And along with it. And it's just like, don't, don't make the whole band suffer for the actions of one person, you know? And it's like, but even then, you know, and then within reason people fuck up like almost every, like I've seen about, I've seen like four people who are like leading the, like holding the torches last year in the cancel culture shit got canceled this year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just come like them too. I mean, yeah, it's just like, so it's like, if dude, just like, if you got, just shut the fuck up and just be better and stop trying to destroy everybody else. Like, yeah. you know, and like, yeah. you know, everyone's got something. It's like, like hold people to account, but like, don't make a sport out of it. Exactly. I mean, and again, I think the other thing too, just, in case there's ever the, the the troll who stumbles across, of course, if somebody's raping people, that's a little different. I mean, I mean, that, that's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, like, it's like people are gonna like, you know, you you quoted super bad word for word ten years ago. Like, you shouldn't go down for that. Like, that oh, was like right. normal. You know what I mean? It was just like you were conditioned to think that shit was normal. Like, I mean, yeah. I was I rewatch movies now where I'm like, bro, like, I can't believe that. Like I hear it, like you hear things now and it's like, I'm like, I can't believe like this was like a movie. I was like, totally didn't even think about it back then. Like, dude, I came across, um, I don't know if it was my spade, but it was a while ago, you know, and you know, like we all, we, and listen, if I had a Twitter account when I was in seventh grade, holy shit, I'd be fucked today. Let me tell you, because I mean, like we all use the joke like that's gay or, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I've I've seen Facebook statuses where like, you know, from like, you know, 11 years ago where I was just something where I was just like, I was like, dude, like you don't even fucking know what you don't know. Like, I'm just right. like, I'm yeah. like, what were you like? And it's, and the worst part is, is a lot of the times it's shit that like, you didn't even realize what it meant. Right. Like where it was like, you didn't mean, like you didn't feel the way, like you didn't feel negatively towards anyone, but you were using a word that meant something else to you, but you didn't understand the weight and the gravity it had on other people. Right. Like I, I remember I made a Facebook status about this like five years ago, I think, where I literally was like, look, like I like, there's a lot of shit 
that I've said. Like I used to throw words oh, around 100%. all the time, and they had, and to me, they never had anything to do with that community or that thing. But it was, it was just a word that got used because it right. was a derogatory term for something else. And then one day, I finally like clicked, and I finally understood what it really meant when other when those people heard that word and i was just like and now i hear it and it cuts through my ears like daggers when i hear the word and it's like you have to con- you have to like educate yourself and like train yeah. yourself to know it yep. and i think that's something that people should be not so afraid of yeah because like people aren't going to get better and like i think what's frustrating is when people like i feel like you know people are on this whole train of like we want to educate people and make them learn and make them be better but then they turn right around and they don't want to give anybody the chance to be educated either. Yeah. And I think that's that, where that, that is a problem because I think a lot of, I think some people probably feel like they can't, like if I went in, if I walked into a room, like there's, I, I, I will admit that there, there's sometimes where I kind of feel like maybe I'll be looked at in a negative way because I'm trying to be educated, but you know, some people may take that in a derogatory way. Um, Maybe that's just my own thing, but I'm always open to be educated. Like if, if people want to educate me on something, man, that like affects them in their day-to-day life, dude, I'm all ears. Like I, I'm, I'm down to listen to it. I, I don't know. So it's like, but I think that there is a section of people like you're saying that will put you down if you don't know, like, you know, you know, proper pronouns or, or you know, stuff like that, that for me, it doesn't affect my everyday life because it's just nothing that I know what i mean like i don't know how to word it but well i think i think the people that we're talking about too though are the people who aren't the marginalized people they aren't the people on the end of it they're the people who are trying to be the voice of the canceling yeah that aren't actually the victims right because most of the time in my experience the people who are actually like affected by these words and these actions are always completely happy to educate you and be glad that you're understanding and on their side now right it's the people who like are out there to try to look like they're standing for them and want to like just the, be the white and the heroes on the internet. Right. Like the white dudes they're the ones with the biggest stuff, torches, yeah. dude. Yeah. And it's like, and they're also usually the ones that also did the same fucking thing behind closed doors. Right. And it's just like, you know, don't throw stones. And that's, that's yep. it's just like fucking throw flowers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I Some like hip, that. hippie shit. Like, let's go. Yeah, that's from, you're from Vermont, man. You got to throw flowers. Um, yeah. And so, but yeah, we, we keep, we, we try to wrap it up. No, no, it's fine, man. I think this is all good stuff because, you know, these types of conversations, especially with the pandemic, they don't happen in everyday life. I mean, they just don't. So it's really nice to kind of have these like real conversations, you know, intertwined with, you know, Vermont metalcore. You know, I think it's always, a, I think it's always a good thing uh, that happens. And, no nah, man, I I I'm uh, I, this is the first time we've ever spoke, so th- this is pretty cool. I mean, and we just kind of talked seamlessly. Yeah, for- I I feel like for some reason in my brain it felt like we've talked so many times because I've watched you react to so many of our music videos <laughs> that like when you're like talking about me to the video and like I feel like I'm like when just I, like to me my brain like I just realized during this I was like this is the first time. Yeah. I've heard your voice speak to me, like to me. Yeah. Ever. It's weird. Yeah. I've like watched you talk at me right. on video. It's always been a one way street, but yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was good, man. It was, this, this was really fun. And uh, I hope that no one watching this, like, obviously, like, took anything the wrong way or offended, like, or was offended by anything. But, you know, it's like, I usually try to avoid like those subjects, but I think it's important. 
it I is. I feel like I feel like avoiding avoiding the subjects is like a privilege. Um, yeah, man. I so I, I'm glad that we finally got to talk. Um, I know that you do Vice streams every now and again. Um, you know, uh, over on the Saving Vice, it's on the Saving Vice Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, we have a we have like a pretty big, like I'd say, big, probably one of the biggest, coolest ones we've had yet lined up for the next one or two i've just been waiting to nail down dates but uh, i'd love to get you on there too soon yeah man i'd love to do it uh i know that we've talked a, a, about a lot of subjects here so it's kind of like you know we're, if i go on yours next you're like oh man what, what the fuck can i talk to him about now we've already talked about everything but uh no nah, man well by streams is kind of is really laid back we could talk about you know what your favorite eating utensil is for all i care you know it's like <laughs> It's it's supposed Sport. to be like show up in your pajama pants. I don't give a fuck. That, yeah, it's man. supposed to be chill. Well, it I was, was kind of started as like, what are people doing during the pandemic, like in yeah. vans? Right. You know, it was like, oh, I'm in a tent. I lived in the van. Now I'm in a tent. Like right. you know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. The it's it's like uh it's like the the informality of it is what's really cool. I I that's, I think that that's cool. It's like because it's not like a super like. All right, now live from the studio is Vice Streams, you know, and, and, and that's and that's exactly what I went for. And I was also telling the guys, I was like, bro, like I don't want to do a podcast. Like, yeah, if this can't be casual, I don't really care about doing it. Like, I want it to just be like no expectations. Also, it's live. There's no editing it. There's no like. Oh, I don't edit it's, it at all. It, I just yeah. Well, together. you know what I'm saying, but yeah. it's like a lot of that you can't whatever yeah. whatever you say or do, it's out there. So just keep it chill keep it light like yeah you know just let i think it's cool for people to see all of the like everyone in their element just like how are right. these dudes how are these guys that I, these bands that i love like what are they doing to survive yeah. like well, how are they right existing right now in like their everyday life you know it's like, i got like you know brian from currents girlfriends walking around in the back and he's right. just like in his living room talking to me like i like i think that's cool Right. Yeah. You know, and I, then I, but yeah, like you said, I'm really glad you said that the informality of it. Cause like, that was what I was going, I wanted like it to be so informal. I wanted that to be what people remembered about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And uh, listen for anybody, uh, you know, listening, uh, you've got to check out saving vice. If you haven't, if you're really into, I don't want to, I, I hate to say the rise core stuff. Cause that's not what it is, but I mean, that's like the, the easiest quick word, but um, listen, if you like, let me think of how to describe saving vice. Cause you guys do a lot of different sounds. So it's very hard to pin it down into. I feel, what, I feel like, I feel like what I, what we've kind of tr- like tried to it from like one spectrum to the other. It's like, if like, like, Bring me the horizon and like motionless and white and like ASCII and Alexandria and Lincoln Park had a weird <laughs> baby, but the baby like grew up in Tom Barber's basement. Like, it's like, it's like, yeah. by Tom Barber. Yeah, yeah. I like that's a great. Okay, I like that. There's uh, they, if you want to listen to a Seinfeld chorus song by Saving Vice, so check out the Spire, which is off their Binary EP um and listen man it was awesome to talk to you like i said i've never talked to you before uh never played a show together i mean nothing so this was really cool that we kind of went off because I, I with these podcasts man i like to just go until you know one oh, it's I, too late i'm a talker whatever. man like yeah. i could go yeah like it's 11 30 i didn't even notice yeah exactly well, listen, man, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. And I, I look forward to what's next for Saving Vice. And hopefully 
we can make that palladium show up here in the uh, nearest of futures. <laughs> I mean, people are acting like shows are coming. So like, hopefully we'll see. Well, one week it's been coming back in September and the next week we're never going to see one again. So I mean, I'm not in any rush because I haven't practiced in a year. So <laughs> straight up, dude. Like I'm like, Oh fuck. I got to sing these songs eventually. I know the last time when we played, we played 10 songs. Like I'll be lucky if I get through four right now. <sighs> That's a great point. All right. Well, we better start practicing. But anyways. I'm going to start right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Tyler Small, everybody. Thank you so much, man. Take care. No, it was a and, pleasure. Uh, no problem. I look forward to being on Vice Streams. No, absolutely. I'll, I'll hit you up. And uh, send me the link to that dude about the aliens. Dude. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the True Shot Guest Spot Podcast. If you'd like to support us, a few ways you can do so. Number one, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a like, leave us a comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell so you get notified when we release new reaction videos, new music, or new podcasts. If you're on Apple Music, leave us a five-star review and share us with a friend. If you're on Spotify, share us with a friend as well. Maybe share it uh, on an Instagram story. Tag me tag Tyler tag I don't know tag somebody random just to have them be like what is going on here and then they'll be like what is, what is this podcast you gotta check it out and they go over and they check it out they have a good time as well thank you so much for watching or listening and until the next one we'll see you later peace <laughs>